Welcome back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's Decaying with the Boys bringing you episode 11. Just want to let you guys know that we are Indie AF and we need to keep it Indie AF. And I just want to give a shout out to our friends over on the West Coast, the Be Watch Rewatch podcast crew. Be Watch Rewatch brings you back to the days of easier times and some serious B-side TV and movies. These hilarious hosts tackle all of those midnight Tuesday premieres, campy B-horror movies, and much, much more. Their most recent episode tackles the Birdemic, where the question of how angry do birds get at a bad sexual encounter finally gets an answer. Give B Watch Rewatch a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching out the letter B Watch Rewatch and tell them the boys sent you. So, today, since it's cold and rainy and crappy here in Pittsburgh, I decided, and hopefully you guys are on board, that I want to make this a spooky episode because it kind of feels like spooky Halloween season to me. The air is crisp. I busted out my scarf again, and I'm trying to stay warm with a nice pumpkin spice latte. So, I want to let you guys know there's going to be lots of tricks and treats here in the Jojatorium because I'm in a frisky horror mood. And I want to know if you guys are down to get a little halfway to spooky season on today in the Jojatorium. I was going to say, we're about halfway yeah. to true spooky season. Yeah. And it feels... Are we, other than it, we might actually be halfway. Other than it being green outside, it's uh, yeah. it feels like an autumn day. It does. It has that, that crispness to it, you know? Like, I had a little hop in my stuff. I, full disclosure, I love fall. Fall's my favorite, favorite uh, season. I like everything about it. And I especially like Halloween, and I love that every single horror movie I've ever loved comes on every single television channel nonstop. And Shudder goes, fuck nuts crazy, and puts on all the shit that you missed as a kid. Uh, I think last year I was able to watch every single Friday the 13th movie on Shudder. It was just like a revolving door. It was great, man. Yeah. Shout out to Shudder. Great, great uh, streaming uh option for i think they have it on sling and all kinds of stuff yeah. they keep a, it spooky all year spooky wow. all year man so it's a it's a great it's a great little thing to have especially if you're a, a horror file like uh like we are here in the jojitorium uh so before we get super spooky though we have to let you guys know about some local flair so josh i understand you brought us some tasty treats from a local brewery so why don't you let us know all about it yeah so the other day, uh, we went out to. <clears throat> Sorry, got it. Got some stuff stuck in my throat. A little yeah, bit. Um, <laughs> we went out to Four Points, and we're trying a couple things. And I fell in love with one of their IPAs. Okay, the Four Hundred IPA. Ooh, yeah. It's it's real good. That's that staple beer from. Oh over yeah, man. Yeah, and they do it right. Yeah, I fell in love with it, so I wanted to bring it on and kind of. Kind of let the people know about it. Wonderful. So, yeah, uh, I know that Four Points. You know, I've had a few of their IPAs, and I will say that the Four Hundred is that's my go-to. Oh like yeah, if it's if it's on tap or if it's in cans, and I can get my hands on it, that is the number one beer I'm going to grab. So, thanks for bringing that in today, man. I mean, I'll tell you, I had their sour, which was just as tasty. It because we've talked about the sours, like you don't like it to kick the back of your teeth, but you want to taste the sourness to it. Yeah. They hit that level their stout was fantastic but this this was where it was at for me yeah for sure yeah for me uh the 400s in my top top three top two Pittsburgh yeah. ipas um yeah it's 
my constant go-to. If I'm at Giant Eagle and it's, they have four packs, yeah, I'm getting that. I'm jealous because your Giant Eagle actually carries it. Mine doesn't. Uh, uh, one, yeah, one of one of mine does. I'm like right between Robinson and South Hills. Yeah. South Hills usually has it. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Uh, yeah, so if you want to get your hands on some of this, uh, this four points four hundred, isn't it? Aren't they also opening? So uh, site? actually, where we went was the new site. It was on the North Shore on Western Avenue. Uh, so they're open now for on-site pours and to-go cans. Oh, great! Um, and they have hours Thursday and Friday, four to nine; Saturday noon to nine p.m. and Sunday noon to five p.m. Yeah, and if you want to find out what they're doing, just uh, search out Four Points on social media. They're on everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and they and they love talking about beer. And clearly, uh, with this four hundred, they are super skilled at making it. I mean, this is just fantastic. Um, so let's jump into the beer real quick, yeah. see how it tastes, see how it looks, see how much we like it even more than we already did. And while you guys are taking your first sip of this, I wanted to also let everybody know their Charleroi, their actual brewery is open for, uh, to go can sales and the barbecue place next door, fourth street barbecue, which is excellent is also open for takeout and they are open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 AM to 8 PM. Wonderful. Thank you. But close Sunday and Monday. Oh, thank you. Adam, Cause that's, you know what? Admittedly, I didn't look that up, so I'm glad that. No, that's fine. Yeah, Adam's in with the save, two spots. And I'll tell you that that canning room is fantastic, or the can, the can, the place? tap room, the tap room, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the canning room, the tap room is phenomenal. Like you got cans in the new. brain, bro. Yeah, <laughs> brand new, so it's it's done up right. It's the outdoor seating is nice too. It's right down the road from the stadium. So I mean, like if you hear if you're there for a game, you can still hear it. Like it's yeah, and it's any, a great location. Anybody that's ever been to the Charleroi Tap Room before COVID hit, uh, when it was open, the Western Avenue location has a very uh, similar feng shui. It's it's like going into a little bit. It's like going into the same tap room in a different spot. Nice. It's really cool. So That's they cool. they kind of kept the aesthetic the same, which I liked because I really miss the Charleroi yeah. tap room. Yeah. it's so. I don't often get down to Charleroi, but the, the off chances that I did, I definitely wanted to stop by there and grab what I could. And every time I've gone in there, everyone is just they're, – they're just happy to have you in there, which is great. I mean, that kind of goes back to what we always talk about with a lot of these places. Um, this is an art, and clearly Four Points likes to bring their art to you. Um, they do a great job. I just want to say I've been sipping on this beer the entire time and it is the thing I like so much about 400 is it has a, a enough of a hop to it that I know I'm having an IPA, but let me just say that the sweetness of it that kind of bounces off the bitterness yeah. really balances it out. And that's why it's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you stole my word for it. It's well balanced yeah. uh, in the hops, especially for a hazy. Some hazies get a little too sweet, and you don't get any of that bitterness. But this definitely has that danky, uh, bitter front end, and then it goes into a subtle sweetness, and it never gets too sweet. Yeah, which, no. I, which I really like. You get you get a nice like little fruit flavor on it. Yeah, but not enough to cancel out the hops. Yeah, the hops still come through. It's perfect. Coming in at seven percent, it's it's a drinker, man. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a creeper too. Because if you would you could have lied to me and said it's a five five, you could have told me it <laughs> oh, was. Yeah. I mean, it's it comes off. Uh, as a lighter fare than a 7%. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I like to do with this, man? Just one of those nice hot summer days where I'm, I'm cooking on the grill. This this goes nice, I think, with uh, some of the stuff that I like to make out at the, the Thick Boy Stadium out at my house, Casa de la <laughs> Anderson. Um, yeah, so this is, this is fantastic. Thank you, Josh, for bringing this. And, again, if you want to know what's going on at Four Points, just go ahead and search them out on all social media. Uh, and they are – just a friendly group of people and they want to bring beer to you. 
So speaking of bringing people lovely local flair, today is a day that Josh gets punished. And I was beefing it up. I was. I was certainly going over the top. I was relishing in it. But I couldn't help bit. it. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, but I remember when you asked me, Josh, if you remember, when I was drinking that really awful beer, you kept saying, like, hey, man, can you taste the spices? I think I might have asked that only once. But, yeah, I kept Yeah, asking. but, I mean, you asked it a couple times. There was a couple times off microphone and, like, you are ribbing me. Like, it's okay, though. But, like, it's fun because you're getting punished, right? Like, it's like, oh, Matt's getting fucked over. So it's, it's cool. Fair. So I just want to know, Josh, are you ready to taste some spices? Yeah. Fantastic. I like spice. So, uh, kicking up with uh, the first spooky affair here, I wanted to let you know, Josh, that I made you some street tacos. Because, you know, we all love tacos here. Um, I thought it was going to be a punishment. That sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's a delicious punishment. Uh, however, you know, there are goose, ghosts and goblins and poltergeists and all kinds of things. And there's also ghost peppers. Um, so... Coming from the lovely people at uh, you don't say. Yeah, there's also ghost peppers. Ghost peppers. peppers. So coming from the lovely people at Hot Ones, the last dab triple X uh, hot sauce by Heatonist, um, it actually has three strains of ghost peppers. So there's uh, Pepper X, Chocolate Pepper X, and Peach Pepper X. Uh, this is from Mister Ed uh, Smoking Ed Curry's little farm he has oh smoking ed smoking ed me and him go way back way back we're buddies way back smoking ed and smoking josh so smoking herb what i did (laughs) (laughs) so what i did josh is i decided to make you a tasty treat some street tacos i I made you made you three of them and what i did is i cooked up the taco meat with the last dab. And I also put some Frank's Red Hot in there. I put some red pepper flakes in there. I put some cayenne pepper in there. Um, and I just, you know, I want to just know later on, can you taste the spices? You uh, you just you just want me to feel you in my butthole later. That's You'll remember me. Yeah. You will remember me. Yeah. It's, now it's getting spooky. <laughs> it's super spooky. So, Josh, I leave it up to you, buddy. You can eat them as we go. You can eat them all at once. He's gonna dive right in. These tacos. I mean, and I'm gonna say this too. Big boy bites. Oh yeah. What a fuck. He's He's a a champion. Ate a whole street taco. Champion. Champion. (laughs) (laughs) So me and Matt are gonna have to fill for a second. Yeah. So. It's funny, Adam, when I was making this thing, I did the uh, unbearable thing where I was making it, and I decided to drink some of your beers at my house while I was making the tacos. So of course I got hammered. I was going to say, you made some bad decisions. I made bad decisions. And uh, I got, I maced myself twice doing this. The first time I'm, I'm making the taco meat and I like, I'm drunk. So I had the pan hot as fuck. And then I just threw the meat in like whatever. Oh. It's not a smart move. And then I was like, Oh, well I'll probably just put the last dab on the sides of it and then mix it through like that. So I took, I took last dab sauce and put it on a hot skillet and I didn't have my vent on a, like the hood vent just instant. So it was just, yeah, just tear gas. Yeah. It, it was just like, yeah, I basically tear gas myself and it was hard to recover. Um, Thankfully, my wife was there to make fun of me. Uh, like, like she likes to As do. she should. As she should. So then I moved on to, you know, mixing it up and making sure it was good to go. Uh, and then I did it again where I was mixing it up and got it on my hands and I touched my face. 
And that's no bueno, as, you know, people south of the board like to say when they're making their street tacos. It's no bueno. I instantly regret that. <laughs> so I was going to say, I've seen Josh eat a lot of spicy stuff. Yep. And he just housed that taco. And I've never seen his eyes tear up so quickly. He's breathing through his mouth heavily, trying to cool it off. Yes. Chugging water. I, I'm going to say that. It's because it's ground beef. Yes. So, like, the little bits are still, like, in your gums. Yeah. You should do a gummer. Get the rest the of that. That keeps on giving. You can you can like coke it up and put a little gummer on there. Again. <laughs> so, I like to think, I like to think that first off, Josh is a fucking baller because he ate the first taco in one bite. But I would like to think that, yeah. Oh, you go in. <laughs> so also, I, I would like to say that Josh is a true champion uh, because. He's not backing down from the tacos. He's embracing the tacos, much like we would if we were given tacos, but we weren't. But I also know that this paints a target on my back, which I completely understand, which is why there's no bets of doom this week. There isn't. There's no bets of doom. Because uh, I know when it gets down to it, the greatest fears of my life have been expressed off of off microphone, and I know that they will be exploited to a certain degree. When it's my turn to to get mines, and it'll happen because I suck at betting. Because as jo- if you go back to the last episode, Josh made a very clear point that I've only won. Not I've been one. I've only come in second uh, twice. I think uh, Josh has beaten me. Yeah, but coming second isn't always a bad thing. No, it's not. It's not, especially when it's a race of three. However, when you're not good at betting to begin with, a race of three is it's. Your odds are screwed. I mean, like, you might have you might have never won, but you've lost as many times as Josh has now. I think you've both lost twice. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, I like to believe that Josh and I are. And due. both of my losses came on UFC fights. What the fuck am I doing? I do. That's the only time I ever win. <laughs> hopefully, we're, I was gonna say hopefully we do more UFC fights because that's what I'm good at. Yeah. Can we like do like <laughs> shuffleboard or something so we can all kind of be on a level playing field? <laughs> we're just gonna Rochambeau. <laughs> yeah, Rochambeau it. We'll, so, we'll step on a scale next. Highest weight wins. Oh, I don't. Mm. <laughs> I got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got a lot of meat here. If you want, some. yeah. If you want to dip into that. Oh, that meat's <laughs> gonna make me lose weight quickly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Montezuma's revenge is legit. I made it in a small kitchen in southwestern Pennsylvania. <laughs> so we are gonna move into what I like to call our attempt at being a horror podcast. Hopefully, you guys all bear with us, uh, but. You should know that the three of us, we love horror. We love all kinds of stuff, but we do love horror movies. Uh, most importantly, we always like to kind of talk about who would win in a fight. Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers or, you know, Freddy Krueger and that weird kid from The Omen. But I don't know really, um, like, who would really take these fights. So, that weird little fuck. That weird little bastard. Damien. Yeah. So I want to try to bring the fight to Adam and Josh. So guys, my idea here is I selected some of the most notorious horror movie icons across several decades of blood and guts. And I want to pit them against each other to see who we think is top notch in the murder scene. Now, like I said, it's going to be Adam versus Josh and I'm going to be a referee because there needs to be someone who's a little bit impartial that can make final decisions because sometimes you know, think about it. If somehow it comes down to Michael Myers versus Jason Voorhees, they're very similar to a certain degree. It's going to take someone kind of going over to see who wins. So neutral third party, neutral third party. And that's what I am. I'm a neutral third party. 
despite the fact that I wanted to punish Josh like no end. Well, you're neutral now. <laughs> I'm neutral now. The punishment is ongoing and I am now neutral. So the way this is going to work is you guys need to know that there are no paranormal powers. You cannot change the scenery of the fight, but the known weaponry to those horror icons is in play. So Freddy Krueger's glove, Jason's machete, uh, Michael Myers' butcher knife, so on and so forth. So what we're going to do is we are going to Rochambeau because we did seed these these uh, these horror icons. And I want to make sure that everyone has a fair shot at this. But Rochambeauing for the top seed on the first fight kind of gives you an inside track. So uh, right now, if you guys wanted to, to do a one, two, three shoot to see who gets the top seed in the first fight. And then we'll alternate from there. Sure. Okay, so Josh, you are taking the top seed in the first fight. This is a unique opportunity to really seize the opportunity. I'm saying opportunity a lot. But this is a unique opportunity to get a leg up on this debate because in the first fight, we have the infamous Invisible Man coming in at the 12th seed. And we also have Mr. Victor Crowley from the Hatchet series coming in at the 5th seed. So uh, since, Josh, you have the higher seed, I'm going to let Adam start the debate. Sure. So the Invisible Man, I mean, Victor Crowley uh, is a big, burly, strong monster mm -hmm. um, in the swamp, but you can't beat what you can't see. The Invisible Man has the leg up being invisible. So uh, he can set some booby traps, set, uh, set up some, of, uh, some, some plots to get uh, Victor Crowley weaked, weakened up and uh, take him out, I think. Okay. I think he, I mean, because he can, he gets his invisibility, right? That's all he has. Yeah. Well, right. it's, yeah, that's, he, that's, that's his known weapon is his invisibility. Yeah. He's going to take yeah. his hat off and kick Victor Crowley's ass. Yeah. All right. Josh? <clears throat> Bear with me. I'm two tacos down. And yes. You're, Did you just eat another one? Yeah, dude. Yeah. He, he's, he, he ate those and I was, I was a little nice too. And I brought the rest of the mission tacos shells and he's also eating those, which is a, a smart move. Cause I would have done the same thing. I was going to say, I thought he was just eating, yeah. just eating blank shells. I don't, don't know. Heatness, you motherfuckers. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I will be honest. I'm actually kind of lost. Sad I lost the Roche or won the Rochambeau here. Yeah. Because I wanted Invisible Man over Victor Crowley. Ooh. Not going to lie about it. Yeah. That might sway you, but. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think I just won. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> give it to the Invisible Man. Um, only because I think the invisibility thing really plays a factor. It does. Um, I'm not super familiar with Victor Crowley. I'll be okay. honest about it. Well, I can say the Hatchet series is rather new. Okay. It is. So when I was doing my due diligence and looking yes. it up. I saw that while he does, I mean, Victor Crowley has superhuman strength. He could rip limbs. Yes. Uh, the research that I saw that said that he potentially could go head to head with Jason. Yeah. And win. Which would be interesting. I could, I could see that happening. With, who would you get to be the actor? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Jason Hodder taking over the dual roles. Yeah. The only, the only thing that I could find was that he's a repeater spirit. Yes. So he only like plays out his death that one day. Yes. But I think with the superhuman strength and his stamina, it doesn't matter if there's invisibility involved because the way that uh, Invisible Man would come at him, where, where'd I put him? 
he's Invisible Man's prone to violent outbursts. Yes. And like he can get impatient. Yes. All Victor Crowley has to do is wait. Yes, that is true. Uh, so I'm going to say this in terms of this fight. I think this is a really good start to this because you have two characters that have significant differences. I'm going to say that you have the Invisible Man who relies heavily on on his invisibility. Clearly, that's his name. Um, but he's not as strong as Victor Crowley. But Victor Crowley can only take the same path every time because he is a reoccurring spirit. So in this fight, I have to give it to the Invisible Man only because he'll be able to not be seen by Victor Crowley and he'll be able to uh, attack him from different points. I think, And I think the Invisible Man can last an entire day to get away from Victor Crowley's reincarnation. Now, I'll say this. If we went on the Invisible Man, like the new iteration, I think it was a 2019 film, Victor Crowley would have fucking put an axe through the front of his head. So we're, we're talking about old school Invisible <laughs> okay. Man. Uh, so, yes, I have to give this one to the 12th seed, the Invisible Man. I'll take it. Yeah, but you're right. Those two could not get more different. Yes. <laughs> and that's why this is going to be way too much fun. <laughs> so uh, we go on to our next fight here where we have the number four seed Jigsaw from the Saw series being represented by Mr. Adam Bashline and Captain Spaulding from the Rob Zombie trope, House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell. So uh, rest in peace, Sid Haig. Thank you for this character. We love you. Uh, rest in peace. So we're going to let the lower seed go first. So take it away, Josh, for Captain Spaulding. So this one was... I've seen the movies, but it was a very long time ago. So this na this name kind of popped up as new to me as well. Yeah. I couldn't really find much on him. My understanding is he's just a, f a normal guy. Mm. <laughs> if I'm wrong, correct me. I mean, besides being a complete psychopath. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but, like, he's just human. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah he's I mean, he's everybody's human. pretty much just yeah. human. I mean, I mean, yeah, if you're taking this, paranormal yeah, things out of it, right. yeah, but... Yeah. I would say I, mean, I would like, say out of the list of people we have here, he's probably one of the most human people, but he's a psychopath. So, and to play off the psychopath aspect of it, I mean, Jigsaw, yeah, through most of the saws that that you know Jigsaw is the puppet, but at, towards the end they actually introduce who he actually is. He's just a human. Yeah. Well, he's also just a 70-year-old dude with cancer. Yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> Same with Captain Spaulding. <laughs> See, I didn't know that. Oh, I mean, no, he's just sorry. He's, I don't. I mean, he doesn't have cancer, but he's old as shit. Okay. But being the psychopath, like it's it's this is actually a good matchup because they're yeah. both they're out psychotic. of their minds. Yeah, yeah. But being that, I'm gonna play the cancer card. Being that he might not have cancer, he can take that one step up and kill the fucking puppet. Well, there you go. So, so, well, you're, so you're basing it off Jigsaw being a puppet. Yeah. Okay, that's a yeah. unique approach. <laughs> I think we all could kill a puppet. All right, I'll take my second win here. Uh, Jigsaw is not a puppet; it's a human being, and he's a smarter human being than Captain Spaulding. Um, so, I mean, he's just got to lead him into a trap, get him into one of the games, and Spaulding probably isn't going to win the game. Uh, I would say a little, a little bonus for Spaulding is he can probably take a lot of punishment, but. Eventually, that clock's going to run out. Uh, Jigsaw's just too clever. Um, and I agree, Spalding in a one-on-one -on -one fist fight would probably beat his ass because he is sick. 
but he will never get to him. He'll never make it. He'll get trapped, caught in a game, and will be dead. So here's what I'm going to say about this. So Captain Spalding has to get into a game with Jigsaw, right? For, for in order for Jigsaw, yeah, to... I think Jigsaw is clever enough to get him into. Okay, it. so I have never seen in any of the movies Captain Spaulding put himself in a compromising position to where he'd be trapped in a game. So if we look at it in terms of Jigsaw versus the clown, I can I side argument? You can. He got arrested. Yeah, in Three from Hell, so he yeah. did get trapped. He got trapped. Yeah, but. <laughs> By a guy who pursued him. Oh, well. He he, got, he was pursued. Now, he, he did get tricked by his brother, too, in the whorehouse whenever he got pinned down by local authorities. But I still think that, first off, Captain Spaulding doesn't need to be anywhere near what Jigsaw is bringing to the table. Um, I think Jigsaw in a game is going to decapitate Captain Spaulding, but I think here the the cunningness of Captain Spaulding, he wins. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't disagree with that because Captain Spaulding, one of my favorite horror movie. Captain Gosh. Spaulding takes it. Oh, Josh with his third taco. You so, are, are so far the underdogs are just rolling. The away. underdogs are winning here because I and I think it's because it's a unique characteristic that's really bringing the under. Now I'll say this: there are some other ones that are coming up where the underdog has. You got some fucking work to do. Um, Did anybody see Captain Spaulding being the Cinderella story? Nah, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, number three going down. So, uh, Josh is a champion. Josh yeah. uh, has defeated the tacos. Les, uh, tres tacos de la muerte. Zero. I won the battle. Muero. I might not have won the war yet. The war is incoming. Uh, Josh, you're a champion for that, and I'm so happy that that punishment didn't destroy you, but your butthole may be in danger. Um, I know the I know the number to Resolve Crisis Network if you'd like it for later on, and they can coach you through yeah, a nice shot down. that BM <laughs> that you're going to take later. <laughs> so, moving on to the next fight, we have the incomparable... Leatherface coming in at number nine and Ghostface from the Scream horror movie franchise. <laughs> so I think it's Josh has the higher seed, right? Yeah. So Josh, uh, you have Ghostface and then Adam, you have Leatherface. Oh, and as the that. underdog, I oh, need shit. you to kick it off. Yeah. So Leatherface has the physical uh, advantage here. He's mm -hmm. bigger, stronger. I wouldn't say faster, but bigger and stronger. Uh, better weaponry. That mm -hmm. chainsaw's got more of a reach than uh, Ghostface. I guess he has like a like a Bowie knife almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I think Leatherface is just going to attack harder, stronger, faster. And he's got them. He's going to put Ghostface up on a ho meat hook. Yes. And cut his skin off. Okay. Josh, Ghostface. Josh is not dying, but he's trying to consume. Josh, Josh has I'm sad face. <laughs> yeah. Ghost pepper face. Josh, the sad face killer. He's got ghost peppers. <laughs> we can. Yeah. If you, do you need We're a, good. We're good. You're, okay. Because we could have took a break, but you're a champion. We're good. Okay. All right. So I got ghost face. Yes. Here we go. Um, so while I agree that Leatherface... Yeah, I mean, there's no denying Leatherface is the more superior in strength. 
But Ghostface is has that anonymity. He's always outside the skirts of things, playing the mind games with his victims. Where Leatherface really falls short is his attachment to his family. Mm-hmm. So Ghostface, all he really has to do is play up the family side of it because Leatherface gets so attached yes. to his family and he's so scared of his parents yes. that Ghostface can play off of that because he, he does have a sadistic mind. Mm-hmm. With when he plays games with his victims, I yeah. agree. Yeah. So, so there's a rebuttal. I hope that you say. Oh, there's it. a rebuttal. Yes. Uh, yeah. All of his mind games are using the telephone Good and fun. the and the chainsaw. The Hubbard family doesn't have modern technology. You're not gonna. And if you fuck with Leatherface's family, you're gonna get fucked. Like he's not weak and cowers at the family being in trouble. He attacks. Yeah. So I uh, I don't think uh, I don't think Ghostface has the knowledge to attack. Uh, bunch of hillbillies well i guess well they're not hillbillies i would say this so also too we're forgetting that the ghost face lineage of the murderers do play off the sydney prescott family lineage where ghost face wants to murder everybody who had any involvement with the prescott family and including sydney prescott so there is a family component on both sides now um Leatherface is defensive in his murder for his family, while Ghostface is uh, offensive. Murdering a family. Yeah, yeah, murdering (laughs) a family. I think in this respect, too, you also got to think, which Ghostface killer is it? Is it Billy Loomis? That's... Yeah, that was my that was my thing. I thought it was uh, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, probably. (laughs) (laughs) It could be any number of them. Okay. So there are iterations of, of Ghostface that were stronger than others. Uh, I like I subscribe to the OG. I like to say that Mr. Billy Loomis is the original gangster when it comes to the Ghostface killer. I agree. But I I can't I can't believe that in a setting where Leatherface kills everybody that Ghostface can can come back. Uh, at this point, you know Leatherface can take a. a a huge amount of punishment, but so can so can Ghostface, but not as much as Leatherface. And I think it boils down to Leatherface outlasting Ghostface. That's fair. Um, so I'm gonna give it to Leatherface. <sighs> Leatherface carries on. Here's the one. He gladly accepts with a grunt and a smile. Yes. Here is the one that I'm excited to hear how this plays out. At the 16th seed, we have Old Sharp Fingers, Edward Scissorhands, and the number one seed. Number one in your hearts, number one in your programs, Mr. Jason Voorhees. Now, let me just say, everyone's like, why is Edward Scissorhands in this? It's a horror movie. If you don't think that Edward Scissorhands is a horror movie, then you don't watch horror. That's a horror movie. He has two confirmed kills. He killed his he killed his father, who was Vincent Price. And then he also killed the bully by shoving him out the window. So, Edward Scissorhands is most certainly a Tim Burton horror creation. He belongs here. Shut the fuck up. And every combat sport bracket needs a jobber. Yes. Insert your jobber here. Edward yes. So I think it's uh, – who has the underdog here? <laughs> I just had Ghostface. Thank, you, thank, had, you had Ghostface. Thank God he does. Yeah. So you have Mr. <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. And, uh, Adam, you have the number one seed, Jason Voorhees. So we're going to start with the underdog, Mr. Edward Scissorhands. I don't even know what, where the fuck to go here. I'm going to be honest with He's you. He's very skilled. Like, he so, yeah, quit, he'll, he'll, cut, he'll cut your hair. Um, or yeah. your hedges, or your hedges, <laughs> or your hedges, or clearly he will shove them through your body. He was the first anti-bullying campaign. He was so yeah. Look I, how that I, turned out. <laughs> I honestly, 
I don't know where to go because, I mean, putting him up against Jason, that's hard. I mean, yeah, you're taking the paranormal side of things out of it. Yeah. So Jason kind of loses a lot of that regenerator. Regen- that's a hard word. Regenerative. Yeah, that. There you go. Loses all that kind of power. I couldn't say and it. And J-Check. But, yeah. <laughs> Riddell. Rid- um, <laughs> yeah, French motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, th- he has a chance. He's He's like... Yeah. He's got that puncher's chance. You can, you, you know what? Dabber's chance. I can see in your eye. You can concede this. It's I'm so, conceding. Okay. Uh, so, I got something to say. Yeah. Uh, Jason Voorhees, Voorhees can leave his machete back at his mom's house. Yeah. All he needs is to wrap this glorified spooky emo kid in a sleeping bag and bash him off a tree until he stops breathing. Yeah, Jason I, Voorhees <laughs> by a landslide. And Matt is... So intelligent, I know he sees it the same way. Yeah, I already typed Jason Voorhees into the bracket. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I would have, too. So, I mean, I can't. Here's what I'll say. I think Edward Scissorhands had a chance against the Invisible Man, Captain Spaulding. I think he even had a chance if he went against Ghostface. Better, better chance, yeah. Better chances. But I think when you look at how he was being handed his own ass by the bully in his only movie... Um, there's no way if he can't handle a douchebag and a letterman jacket that he can handle the king of killing Jason Voorhees. Um, bad luck of the draw there, Mr. Scissorhands. Yeah. See you in the sequel. That'll never fucking happen. Yeah. Put that crybaby out of his mouth. I, I didn't, I didn't want to <laughs> shotgun that whole yeah, that I mean, whole section there. I saw the look in your eye, man. I wanted to concede. Yeah. From the <laughs> yeah it's, it's a tough one. Oh yeah. All right, guys. So we're moving on to the Eastern side of the bracket in the first matchup, we have Art the Clown, which is a newer kind of horror icon, against the incomparable Ash Williams, Mr. Bruce Campbell's most notable character. So Art the Clown is coming in the 11th seed, and Ash Williams is coming in the 6th seed. And I do believe, Adam, you are taking Art the Clown, and Josh, you are taking Ash Williams. So underdog, you go first. Sounds good. Art the Clown from the Terrifier series, who makes Pennywise look like he's doing kids' birthday parties, Oh by yeah. The way. Uh, love Art the Clown. Um, he is losing his, like, powers that I'm not really sure. Sh- they haven't explained in the series yet, but yeah, they're going to, I think, I at some so. point. But he does regenerate or reanimate. It comes yeah. back to life from deathly situations. But that's gone in this. Uh, I still think he has the advantage just because he's a sick, sadistic fuck. And, yeah. uh... He's very good with knives and sharp utensils, and he also packs a firearm. He does. We so found he that will out. Bring, he will bring a gun to a knife fight. That was a That's twist. That's fine. You know who else and, packs a gun? And, and, and. Oh. He has, sir, sir, Adam is on the clock. <laughs> Adam is on the clock. <laughs> and he has the advantage. I know Ash has a gun, but he also only has one hand. So he has the other one. So, so Art the Clown. Chainsaw. Art, you have Art the Clown. <laughs> you have Art the Clown who just decimates going okay. against an amputee, technically. So, I mean, what do you think? Okay. If I could be an amputee with a fucking chainsaw. It's pretty sick. As a hand. It's going to be heavy, though. That might slow you down. It doesn't matter. It's heavier than a hand. He's got superhuman <laughs> physical characteristics. No, he doesn't. He does. If I, could, if I could say one thing, though. <laughs> no, he doesn't. There's nothing superhuman. If I could say one the thing. The powers are gone. If I could say one thing, one thing, one thing. I kind of think Josh is aware of this. In Army of Darkness, he does construct his own hand that he has and he utilizes. So, Josh... He does have a hand. He also has a chainsaw as a fucking Yes. Hand. He can interchange between two of them. So, amputee excuse is and gone. from what I, I saw, like he help. also has like a gun. Help. He... Let me, let me just say this right now. It's called his boomstick. Yeah, it's his boomstick. Okay. Stop. Shop smart. 
Earth smart. <laughs> and we're taking a, away paranormal. That doesn't take away from super strength. He's a normal dude. You're taking away. Whoa, 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 whoa! We're getting too far. Josh is on the clock. With a shotgun <laughs> and a chainsaw for a fucking hand. That's not a normal dude. He also has a very high pain tolerance. Yeah. That I'll be. Yes. But so is Art the Clown. Art the Clown gets caught up in all of his sadistic bullshit games. Yeah, but you should. But the pain that... I don't That's think the fine. pain tolerance thing is a, is a good argument for My you, My only argument here is he has a goddamn chainsaw. That's a arm. very strong argument. Rebuttal? That's fine. I just don't think there's anything... Ash is a regular dude. His pain yeah. tolerance is fine, but there's no never been established superhuman strength. Yeah. He's no Victor Crowley, Jason Voorhees from, beast. From everything that I was reading, it said superhuman strength. Uh, That's why it's on my strength. Wikipedia is not the best resource for yeah. it. It wasn't Wikipedia. <laughs> I actually found this verse horror movie website. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe in Army of Darkness, he gained some superhuman. Like, that was very... Fan- but that's all fantastical. That's all gone. That is this, all gone. In this fight yes. anyway. So I, I just I see it as Art the Clown, who doesn't rely on the games to catch the people or get the people. He gets them, and then he tortures them. So well, he doesn't need to like play a game like Jigsaw or uh, who else did we have in the first? The Invisible Man. Like yeah. he just he'll just kill you, and then he'll skin you for the. But fun if of we're it. if we're taking away all things like yeah. that, if we're taking away super strength, yeah. because it's not paranormal. If you're taking away super strength, I'm not arguing taking, Jason comes back down. I'm not. I'm not arguing taking it All away. All Edward jo- has I'm, to do is, Josh, listen. I'm not taking it away. I'm saying he doesn't have it. Yeah, not actually. None of these guys. Neither. Neither of these characters have any super, kind of superhuman strength. Uh, they're both just, you know, uh, Ash is the classic antihero, and Art the Clown is the classic psychopath with a trash bag full of things that stab and murder you. Um, and as Adam said, he also will pack a gun. Uh, as he showed in the Terrifier series, he shot he shot one of the what we thought was going to be the final girl. Shot her yeah. several times. Bang, bang, bang! Click, click, click! Reload! Bang, bang, bang! <laughs> Without establishing he ever had a gun in the first place, yeah. so it was like a complete shock when yeah. he just winged her and then yeah. blasted her face. D- off. D- David Thornton <laughs> does a great job with that character. Um, I will say this. That I think in terms of intelligence, I think Ash Williams does take an intelligence level because, as you can clearly see in the Army of Darkness, not a paranormal trick. He has the ability to construct his own shotgun shells. He has the ability to construct a chainsaw attachment for his amputee arm. And he has an, an ability to construct a suit of armor hand that he can't attach. So it's almost like Ash Williams made himself a G.I. Joe that comes with accessories. Um, that also plays into Art the Clown because he comes with a trash bag full of accessories and zero fear. So and that scalpel chain. Yes. So it's all. It comes down to zero fear and not giving a fuck in comparison to all the smarts and wanting to survive. And in my house, the will to survive is the way to go. So Ash Williams takes this fight. Ah. <laughs> Hands down. Get it? Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The Deadeye Assassin, Ash Williams. So here's a fun one, and I want to see where you guys go with this one. Um, Esther from the uh, acclaimed movie Orphan, coming in at the 14th seed, represented by Mr. Josh Gaynard. And then Hannibal, Dr. Hannibal Lechner, uh, coming in at the 3 seed, that's represented by Mr. Adam Bashline. Uh, So the underdog goes first. So uh, if you could go ahead, Josh, and let me know all about Esther. I will say that this is actually really an interesting. Yes. Because from what I was seeing, they're pretty 
matched on like manipula- manipulation and stuff yes. like that. Like they both can get inside your head mm-hmm. and make you do what you want. Um, I wasn't super familiar with Esther. Yeah. Until I mean, I knew Hannibal Lecter. That's, yeah. That's one of the like maybe five or six that mm-hmm. I actually knew knew. Um, but Got Esther, that new new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Esther coming in from what I understood was she was adopted and then ended up killing her adoptive mother. Father. 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 Tried to jerk him off and then killed him. Okay, because I knew she tried to fuck the father. Yeah, she tried, She got him all hammered up and then put her hand into the blanket and tried to give him a over-the-pants hand job. Okay. Yeah. Now, one thing I wasn't sure about, I do want to ask this question. Yeah. Before I go on to the fight for this, is is she actually dead? Oh, I'm not going to spoil that for you, Joshy, because apparently I just read, spoiler alert, that there's a sequel coming out to this movie. It's unclear, though, if it's going to be a prequel or if it's going to be a sequel to the movie. I will say, at the end of that movie, it was pretty grisly. She got shot. She had her neck snapped. She went underneath uh, a sheet of ice. I think she's dead, but we've seen crazier things happen. Yeah, and I think the whole appeal of that movie was the twist. Like, you can't yes. you can't twist a sequel or a prequel. You already know what's... You already know what's up. Unless you, know. you, unless you I make I think you just pre- have to reestablish a different yeah. orphan and, like, right. a different storyline. Unless you make a prequel and you really show her, like, how she came from... I think it's Romania is where she's yeah, from. And she just, like, something like that. destroys an orphanage or something. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that'd okay. be gory as shit. But, yes, great breakdown. Um, she has the art of deception, of course, because she's posing as a child and she's 33 years so, old. So, here's my argument. Yeah. I just made us carry a conversation between the three of us. On yes. Her. Yeah. There you go. You sure did. An <laughs> argument on whether they should make another movie out of her. Uh, she is going down. They are both super manipulative. Um, but we just said it. Hannibal Lecter's kill count. He's he's more vicious. His kill count's way higher. Yeah. Esther killed one dude that she manipulated that for we know of months. That we know of. That we know of. Well, we can only go with what's in. That's canon. true. That's true. Uh, that she manipulated for months, then had to drug and tie to a bed. Like, and try to fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way I want to go out. Yeah, so... Um, we all could go out a certain way, Josh. I mean, <laughs> Hannibal Lecter is just a more brutal, sadistic motherfucker in this one. And uh, Esther, the orphan, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, can pack a lunch because Hannibal Lecter is going to eat her for lunch. Yes. Uh, I can't I can't lean towards Esther anymore because I felt like, Josh, you were going to lean towards trying to manipulate him into a sexual endeavor. Uh, and, but you didn't do that. you didn't. But you didn't do that. Um, and that's why I have to give it to the doctor, the good doctor. She could have drugged his Keontae. Yep. Hey. I, I don't think she would have reminded him enough of Clarice. I, that's the other thing, though, too, man. I think for him, it's not so much um, a desire for Clarice. I think it's a manipulation point for him because he thinks Clarice – he understands that Clarice is very smart. And Although, he, want, he wants to take her down. I will say – that I, I saw that Esther is an arsonist. She is. All she has to do is catch him in that cell. Yeah. Uh, but the cell is plastic. Yeah, it is fireproof. So it's, yeah. Okay. I was I was trying. Good swing. Good, good try. <laughs> Bottom of the ninth, two outs. And, and, he, Josh and he got cuts. out of it. And he got out and of it. And he got out of it. <laughs> so uh, moving on to our next matchup. It's Mr. Patrick Bateman coming in at number 10, the original American Psycho which is represented by Mr. Adam Bashline and Freddy Krueger, the King of Nightmares, coming in at number seven, which is represented by Josh Gaynard. So, Adam, tell me why the American Psycho is taking this match. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's a, it's a close match here. Um, I got to take Bateman because he is a psychopath. Uh, he's a narcissist. He won't ever believe he's going to lose this. And Freddy loses a lot of his mystique. Yeah. 
with the no supernatural powers rule. Um, he still does have that finger blade glove. He still is a psychopath. He's still equally sadistic, I would think. But I think uh, I think Patrick Bateman just has it. He's going to throw on a little uh, Huey Lewis in the news, and he's going to take it to <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Freddy? So I will say that he, I, I will agree he does lose a lot of the mystique with losing a lot of his powers like the telekinesis, fire manipulation, stuff like that. But that that finger glove, the blade glove, really does help him because yep. even even throughout his series, like you can see that he he can go toe to toe with Jason. And if we're saying Jason's as strong as he is, somebody that can go head to head with Jason kind of carries through for me. Yeah, it is canon. I have a rebuttal though. Oh, Josh, are you finished? That's fine. Uh, rebuttal. For him to go head-to-head with Jason, he had to go into Jason's dreams, which he can't do to Patrick Bateman in this situation. Accurate statement. Um, so the, here's, the, here's the hard part. I feel like a huge nerd right now. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> that's why we're doing this. Uh, so I want to say this right now. Patrick Bateman, if you guys looked at the stats I provided for you, it was confirmed kills 20 question mark. Because at the end of his movie, you actually don't know if he committed any of those murders because he, uh, all the people he called his lawyer about actually had reached out to the lawyer for another opportunity to meet with them. So is Patrick Bateman actually a serial killer or does he think he's a serial killer? What I do know is Freddy Krueger is a serial killer. Whether or not he's metaphysical or legitimately physical, that dude uh, knows karate, clearly. Uh Freddy versus Jason. That dude knows all kinds <laughs> he of. Did, he sweet, did throw his sweet kick. He's got sweet front kicks. Uh, so I think at this point, when you have a serial killer, <laughs> quote unquote serial killer, uh, that kind of thinks he knows what he's doing versus a killer who knows what he's doing, I got to get this one to Freddy Krueger, even as a human, only because Freddy knows fucking karate. I didn't see that argument coming anywhere. He can have it with that. That's fine. <laughs> so. Here, here's the one, much like Jason Voorhees, uh, we have Mr. Michael Myers coming in at number two, going against Mr. Bo Sinclair. And if you don't know who Bo Sinclair is, he is the main villain in the House of Wax movie, both uh, the old and the new uh, Vincent Price trope that was brought back into the new new in the 2000s, where Paris Hilton finally met her demise. So... I feel like I just killed Josh's argument, but Josh, if you could let us know about if your argument was he can kill Paris Hilton so he can kill Michael Myers, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> My only argument on this was he's fucking awesome because he killed Paris Hilton. Oh, we can all agree with he that. He took him out. He took her out. <laughs> Bo, Bo, Bo Sinclair to send her back to the simple life. <laughs> gone, baby. I would say, I, I agree with you, that she finally got her comeuppance at that point. I think, too, Bo Sinclair is a master of disguise, clearly. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, the whole theme behind him in the mystique is the whole wax aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he does, he is a, str- for being a normal human, he is very strong. Yes. Uh, he's very charismatic and has endurance. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he killed Paris Hilton. Yeah. I'm throwing that in as much yeah. as I can. And I'm going to agree with it every time. <laughs> Um, Michael Myers is strong. He's, he's the number two seed for a reason, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't sleep on Bo Sinclair because he gets him in the wax house. Michael Myers doesn't know where he's going. It's true. Bo Sinclair is manipulating the fuck out of the situation mm-hmm. because he's got wax 
wax-covered Paris Hilton there, wax-covered <laughs> something here, where all he has to do is trap Michael Myers. It's true. In wax. Okay. Adam? I mean, Michael Myers, horror icon. Yes. Um, we can't, but we, how, we can't hang our hats on icons. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Bo Sinclair yeah, yeah, yeah. killed Paris Hilton. Bo Sinclair killed Paris Hilton. Yeah. Well, Michael Myers didn't kill Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Michael Myers. I'll say this. If we're going by star power, Michael Myers got his ass beat by Busta Rhymes. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> he's way better ass than Paris Hilton. <laughs> he is. And he knows kung fu. <laughs> he does. Uh, no, I mean, Michael Myers is. I think stronger, uh, just more brutal, more driven than Bo Sinclair. Um, Bo can try to wax him up, but I just don't think you're going to hold him down. Uh, he's going to do the Undertaker sit-up, and he's going to keep coming. He's going to keep coming. He's going to keep coming. Uh, and he's got, I mean, he's just going to knife him. Yeah. I, I, don't know, uh, I don't know what else to say. Michael Myers is just a powerhouse he of is. a man. He is. Um, I'm going to say this, Josh, you had the right call in trying to trap Michael Myers in that house and try to wax him and try to get him stuck. But if we look at the newest Halloween movie, Jamie Lee Curse and her daughter are able yeah. to trap Michael Myers in that house and, and set him on fire and he's still coming back. So while your argument is strong and the death of Paris Hilton is like, you had me. Michael Michael Myers gets out of stuff. He gets out yes. of mental hospitals. He gets out of He's, hospital he hospitals. He gets doesn't out of stop jails. breaking out. He gets out of fire, like yeah. out of fires. I give Josh a ton of credit because I'm going to tell you right now that was a strong, strong argument. argument, and you had to come with minimal heat. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I don't have much to say. Like, yeah, there's nothing really weak about Bo Sinclair other than like a size disadvantage. Yeah, and just Michael Myers being Michael Myers. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's really it's hard. Match up for him. I, I would put. Bo Sinclair against, I'm going to say, a majority of this list. Yeah, I can agree with that. You know who he'd work well against? Not the fantasy book. Yeah. The Invisible Man. Because you just wax the Invisible Man, then you can see him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. Future debates. So, guys, we're into the Elite Eight. We're going hard here, man. So, we have the Rochambeau again for the top seed. Go for it. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, it was off. <laughs> One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, Adam is taking the top seed in the first fight here when we see the Invisible Man take on Captain Spaulding. So right now it looks like the Invisible Man is a top seed and Captain Spaulding is the underdog. So Josh, if you could please defend Captain Spaulding again, that would be fantastic. Can we just rewind like... Five minutes to what yeah, I said it, last time. Cause I don't five remember. minutes? This has been an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, Again, not super familiar with the whole Captain Spaulding thing. This is what makes it tough for you, but I think that you made a very compelling argument in the last one, which is why you won. And I think if you rely on some of those same ideas and apply them to the weaknesses of the Invisible Man, you can win. My mouth was on fire. Yeah, you did a great job. I was just talking. You did a good job. You blacked out. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, the heat blacked me out. I don't. I don't really remember what I said about him, yeah. to be honest. Um, hold on, I'm trying to get back to my notes. <laughs> spiraling, spiraling. spiraling. I mean, it's it's a tough matchup because I do I do like the argument for the Invisible Man a lot. Yeah. Don't give him um, any more power. <laughs> yeah, I'll take. 
I, I honestly don't even know where to go with it. So I'll jump in for you. You can ref this one. I'm just going to say that Captain Spalding has a unique ability to understand situations. He's shown that in all three of the uh, movies he was in, aside from the last one, he died unexpectedly in the first quarter of the movie. Thanks. I don't want to bring that yeah. up. Uh, rest in peace, Sid Haig. I think that when you look at Catherine Spalding's ability to hide his psychopathic behaviors and the ability to trick people, not only just his victims, but kids and other people he wants to steal things from, he has the ability to hide himself in the common people. Now, what's the, what's the motivation for the Invisible Man to come after Captain Spalding? Little to nothing. The Invisible Man wants to go after the people that rearrange his molecular structure to be invisible. Captain Spalding doesn't have a, doesn't have a knife in that game. But you know what he has a knife in for? Any motherfuckers that want to come around and talk shit on clowns. I'm going to say this right now. The Invisible Man comes around and starts talking his shit, being as mad as he wants to be. And Captain Spalding says, and guess what? <laughs> Fuck you. I like that. Uh, well, I'm going to just go with it. Uh, the Invisible Man, again, invisible, can't shoot what you can't see, Captain Spaulding. So, uh, I mean, the Invisible Man, I mean, the Invisible Man's motivation in this is because he wants to win this fucking killer bracket. So, he's going <laughs> to be hunting down Captain Spaulding with Spaulding not even knowing he's in the county. Mm -hmm. um, he's just going to come at him, blindside him, take him out. Mm -hmm. I do agree, if, they're, if he's visible and it's one-on-one... -on -one, it's not looking so good, mm -hmm. but he is the invisible man. Rebuttal. Rebuttal. The invisible man is invisible in all aspects except for the glasses he has to wear. The absence of his glasses actually makes him see through space and time and drive him criminally insane. So the glasses are still apparent, which is why he wears them at all times with the wraps. So if I see a floating pair of sunglasses coming towards me, guess what I'm doing? Swat. Yeah, that's what you're going to do. But Captain Spaulding's so drunk, he's just going to think that's part of his... He was only high when he was fucking that hooker. He was totally <laughs> fine in all the other parts. He was doing some coke and stuff in one of the other movies. He's going to be too busy making some chicken. But all I'm saying is, is that Captain Spaulding's going to see those dumb fucking sunglasses coming at him. And he's going to go... And then Cap... And see, then, that's, can that's canon I don't know because I don't watch that's it. That's right! <laughs> uh, peek behind the curtain. I fucking hate the Invisible Man. <laughs> I wish he wasn't even in this fucking list. Well, he is, and I think that Captain Spawn's gonna fucking murder him. I don't Josh. think so. I don't think so. Okay, so I liked I liked the rebuttal with the glasses part, but you said the glasses allow him to see through space and time and stuff. The absence of his glasses actually has him seeing through space and time and drives him criminally insane because his invisibility is implosion. So if he were to take those off, the the essence of his person actually turns inside out. He kills himself. I remember why I don't like the Invisible Man, though. Well, That's see, because my argument for that is if we're taking away the paranormal, then he can't be. Then he can't be invisible. Things, then he can't be invisible. The invisibility was science. Yeah, and so is this part. His invisibility has a detriment, and that is. Yeah, that I he, agree. It all goes along with him. Okay. Yeah. So give it to me, psychopathic clowns for but life. Still, but still, but still, <laughs> but I'm still taking invisible. Yeah. God damn it! And still, ah, uh, good job. Fuck visible. <laughs> I was trying to get rid of those glasses for the future round. I know, <laughs> but uh, good, good, good pick. That's actually you know, Captain Spaulding puts up a good fight, but yeah, it's tough. So we're going into uh, a mega match right now, and Adam is already upset because it is Leatherface versus Jason Voorhees. And a little inside peek here. If Adam could sleep with a horror movie icon, it'd be Jason Voorhees. Yeah, I'd take that machete in the bad places. Yeah. So 
Uh, clearly, Josh, you are going to be arguing for the top dog here, Mr. Jason Voorhees. And Adam, you could kick us off here by defending Leatherface in this fight. So go sure. ahead. We got a hoss battle, y'all. Oh, yeah. These are two big, burly men that live in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to, to talk about, like, uh, what was that, uh, Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> I can't quit you. <laughs> so, you, And you got two mama's boys here. Yes, you um, do. So you got the Leatherface and, and Jason. Uh Leatherface, uh, all I can say about him, I think they're very evenly matched. Uh, but Leatherface got that chainsaw, which has the reach advantage over that machete, I think, by quite a little bit. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm guessing their arm lengths are similar. They're um, both big Because they're built or about the same. But, yeah. So I'm going to say that chainsaw is going gonna, is gonna to hit Voorhees first. Uh, Voorhees lost the ability to heal himself and all his spooky powers he got from his dead mama. Um, so... Yeah, and the Book of the Dead. I guess the Book of the Dead was part yeah. of Jason's stick too. Most certainly, but um, yeah, I think I think Leatherface is just going to get it based on weaponry choice. Okay, yeah. All right, Josh. So I agree. This is this is a hoss battle. Yeah, it's shoulder it's, to shoulder. Yeah, it's yeah. Zeus versus Hercules. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. It's two big boys just clashing in the ring. Brock versus Bobby Lashley. But which which sucks because Brock Brock's gonna win that match and it's gonna blow. I don't want to talk about wrestling right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we're sleeping on Jason's weapons proficiency as a whole. Yes, the machete is his classic go-to, but through his movies, mm-hmm. he uses more than just a machete. Yeah, tell, very... tell him tell him how they killed Corey Feldman. Say it, say it. If you don't know it, I'll tell it right he now. I don't know it. He fucking speared him. He took it from his grave. He had he had weapons in his grave. Then he took one out and he killed Corey Feldman. Dead. You're welcome. I helped him. That's uh, nixed from the argument now. Though. That's you fine. Know. I just needed to say it. Corey Feldman got killed by a spear. <laughs> but, I mean, it plays along with the weapons proficiency thing. So, while, yes, a chainsaw might beat a machete, but it doesn't beat the methods in which Jason can use because he's also stealthy for being such a large individual. I can agree with that. Yeah. He does have the stealth advantage. You're going to hear Leatherface coming. He's going to start squeal. Yeah. That pink squeal. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, rebuttal. You might even smell the, smell the skin and you're going to smell the chainsaw. Uh, my, my only rebuttal I could have is that, uh, sorry, Jason, but Leatherface's mom is still alive. So Ooh, sick uh, burn. Yeah. So he's just, <laughs> he's just going to burn you with a sick, yo mama joke and you're going to start crying by the lake and chainsaw time. I kind of feel like it's a concession on Adam's part. Josh rebuttal to the rebuttal. <laughs> We've resorted to playground antics. Yeah. No, uh, just your mama jokes, which Jason is very sensitive to. Yeah. He's very sensitive to And he'll also fucking murder you. I think that's one of Jason Voorhees because it's just, it's Jason Voorhees. It's going to take someone's significant advantage at this point to change my idea about him being as I, Josh and I like to say King shit. Yeah. Uh, so right now I have to still give it to Jason Voorhees while he is a mama's boy. He is a deadly mama. Now that, boy. now that I'm off the clock, can I also say something else? That's an advantage for of Jason. Course. There's not a lot of water in that part of Texas. That's so true. There you go. Yeah. The stars are bright though in Texas. Now that I can defend my boy. <laughs> So here comes a very interesting matchup because I think this can go either way. You have Mr. Ash Williams uh, still holding that underdog stat. Well, no, actually, he is he's accepted the underdog status against Mr. Uh, Doctor Hannibal Lecter. So uh, with Ash coming in as the underdog, I believe that is 
uh, Josh's defense and Mr. Hannibal Lecter is for Adam. So, Josh, please tell me why the the brilliant Army of Darkness captain will take this fight. So, again, this this is going to play back to this one I remember defending. Yeah. My mouth wasn't on fire. He did a good job, too. Um, This one I'm going to play again back to he has a fucking chainsaw. <laughs> it's Okay. I gave you so much more. Use the, use the other thing that talked about. <laughs> he has a fucking like that's that's my big that's, go-to. That's is, legit an argument too, by the way. But like you said, he's a GI Joe with an accessory pack. Yeah, where uh, where Hannibal Lecter comes from? Yes, he's super intelligent. Yes, he's manipulative. But Ash Williams is pretty smart himself. He is. He is. Don't say he's not. He broke out that trunk full of books. I thought you were the independent judge. I am, but I'm just like, yeah. Okay, listen. It's it's a cla- it's a clash of intelligence. I'm sorry. I'll take a step back. I'm, I ha- I have a hard on for Bruce Campbell. I apologize. I <laughs> and I have enough. Tough, I have a hard enough time defending Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Hannibal will get caught up in the sentimentality of it because he's proven to really rely on past experiences and ash williams comes with his little fucking book bag full of gi joe accessories and wipes the map okay i just think hannibal lecter doctor hannibal lecter he's a phd sorry is smarter yeah than ash (laughs) um i do think ash is mechanically smart he's book smart yes but i think he's psychologically dumb he's been possessed how many times several yeah so like weak-willed weak mentally uh, and that's where Elector comes in and, and gets you. Um, I'm just going to say it now, so Josh can't say in his rebuttal. He's, he's he's older, like so he's got the wisdom on his side. Yeah. So I'm just going to use that as a plus. <laughs> um, as, not a negative. Yeah, yeah. And he's a great he's a, he's a great cook. I think Ash likes very a good much. Steak, so so yeah. Um, yeah. cooking brains. Like yeah, I think beast. I think he's just going to kind of lull him Ash into a false sense of security with some. Uh, Clever banter and some friendship and a nice dinner. And then, oh, Ash, he ate your other arm. Watch out. Uh, rebuttal? None? Don't Cha- chainsaw for fucking arm. Chainsaw for arm. No. Nah, re- <laughs> <laughs> nope. Chainsaw. Fucking chainsaw. Uh, eat the other arm. It's fine. He's still I mean, got I a chainsaw. I can't rebuttal a non-rebuttal. Yeah. Chainsaw for fucking arm. Chainsaw. Chainsaw. Yeah, all right. that's all, right. all he's got. All right. So I think here you have a unique mashup. I think they're both smart in their own respects, and that's why they have the kill counts they do have. Uh, Ash Williams has over 63 confirmed deadite kills, while Hannibal Lecter has over 98 kills, uh, and those are unsuspecting victims. So uh, I think, though, the big difference here is that Ash is not unsuspecting. I feel that at times he is able to read a room. He killed his own girlfriend. I mean, she was possessed, and she went back to normal. Like Ash, why are you doing this? And he still, boom, cracked her. So she was done. Uh, Hannibal Lecter was able to kill some of the most sophisticated people on the planet. Of course, in their cinema verse, um, this is a very, very hard toss-up because I personally really like Bruce Campbell, and it's hard for me to vote against him because I also love the Doctor. Um, but I think here we're gonna see. Ash Williams, his ability to not give a shit and shoot first and ask questions later, come to uh, the head, and he's going to take out the good doctor. I'm taking Ash Williams for the win. Chainsaw for fucking arm. I hope I get the next round, too. <laughs> I hope you do, too. He's getting fucked. <laughs> he's fucking dead. 
Shades off. So uh, we're going on to another mega fight, one that we wish we could actually see in the cinemas. It is Freddy Krueger coming in as the underdog against the, I almost said queen of Halloween. That's me. The (laughs) king of Halloween, uh, Michael Myers coming in at the second overall seed. So it's it's down to, are you the underdog, Adam? I am the underdog. You're the underdog. And then, Josh, you are defending Michael Myers. So... Please, Adam, let me know how old Sharp Fingers is going to take this fight. Yeah, old Sharp Fingers is just, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but he's more intelligent. Um, Mm -hmm. Michael Myers is kind of a big dummy that just walks forward and stabs and walks forward and stabs and stalks. Um, But when it's a head-on-head fight, the stalking ain't going to help him. Him being the shape isn't doing anything for him, I feel. Um, Freddy is karate. And As we that, justified earlier. And he's got that <laughs> wicked knife glove. I mean, you saw what he could do with a front kick. What do you think he can do with a spinning back fist with those things? Ooh, I didn't you know think what I mean? about that. So, um, yeah, I mean, Freddy Krueger just more dynamic as a character. Michael Myers just a big lumbering dullard. You heard how everybody listening right now heard how hard it was for me to even defend Michael Myers in the first round because he's a big dum-dum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> Freddy? So, no, Mike. No, Mike. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Sorry. Michael Myers. Get it together, Queen. I'm trying. Yes! <laughs> the seven seed's about to go to the final four. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do like the matchup because, again, it's it's not as, like, hoss and beefy, but it is icon versus icon. Yes. Um, But for me, the, the stealthiness and the high pain tolerance and the stamina of Michael Myers really play a factor here. Um, Freddie's got the glove hand, but Michael Myers has the reach plus the machete. Um, where even in the real world, Freddie loses a lot of like his mojo if he's not feared. And I, I don't see Michael Myers fearing anything. Ooh, it's a good point. Big dum dum. Big dum dum. It that's fine. But hey, yeah, but he can't be manipulated. It's an advantage. Yeah, good, good, good. Hmm. Is that, is that your whole argument for Michael Myers? That's a good one. That's it's concise. Adam, rebuttal? Rebuttal. He, he doesn't wield a machete. He wields a butcher knife. And Fair. he doesn't know karate. I've never seen him defend a strike <laughs> other than like a straight hook. He doesn't check kicks. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he definitely doesn't <laughs> check kicks. Um, Would you venture to say he's the Conor McGregor of the horror world? <laughs> no. No. Don't put that. Don't, Mystic Mike. Don't. <laughs> please don't shit on Mike like that. I mean, Michael Myers will take out like five old dudes at a bar, not he, just one. Yeah, he won't stop at punching one of them. Um, no, I just no, I have nothing other just other than I don't think Michael is very good when the fight comes to him. Okay, rebuttal to the rebuttal. The reason that you don't see him checking kicks is because of that high pain tolerance. He doesn't huh? need to like nah, he can the, eat it. Mm, and keep coming. The reason him. you don't see him checking kicks is because he kills babysitters. Mm, okay. Wow, bringing the heat. Um, I think what this comes down to is we we have seen Freddy Krueger go against a monolithic horror icon in Jason Voorhees, and he brought the absolute heat. You're right, Adam. He is a very, very smart killer, even when he's without his abilities to uh, manipulate the mind. Um, but if you look at his kill count history, he hasn't done very well when he's in the physical world. He only has uh, a couple confirmed kills. Well, Michael Myers has a graveyard 
uh, at his disposal. I think it also plays back to something Josh made a very, very strong point that Michael Myers doesn't fear anybody. And I think that that's the last thing that fuels Freddy Krueger's ability to have an advantage. So based on the fear factor alone, I have to give it to Michael Myers, the shape, William Shatner incarnate. Collusion. <laughs> Collusion. So uh, what we can do right now is we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and We'll come back with our final four. Uh, you're going to hear some ads from us and hopefully you enjoy them. Collusion. Hey guys, I think we're all sitting here with partners, women in our lives that would uh, kind of appreciate it if we uh, groomed up a little bit. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I do too. And I'm lucky enough to have been in touch with a company called Smooth My Balls, and they want to make sure that we bring our listeners what they have to offer. So right now, they offer the Turf Chopper 3.0 with uh, skin safe technology. So when you are trimming your sack, you don't mess up and bring a messed up chia pet to a magic party, if you know what I'm saying. You got to bring your A game to the battlefield, guys. Always. And the other thing, too, I don't know about you guys, but I often get talked to about having all the hair left in the sink. Uh, that's when the Pube Muncher 1.0 comes in. It's a little vacuum, sucks it all up, and grinds up all the hairs, and you can throw away a little easier. That way you can avoid a conversation later, and you can stay groomed. Always important. Always important. And right now, all of our listeners can save 15% on their order. How can they do that? <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Josh. They can go to smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB and save 15% on their entire order right now. That's smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB. And don't forget to look at some of the other products they have, like the sack mat, like the sack vacuum, like the ball freshening powder and everything else. It's all there for you. Smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB for 15% off your order right now. The ones them ladies. The one-stop shop for men's grooming. <laughs> it's right. Welcome back to the Jojitorium. We are entering the final four of the horror icon bracket. Ooh. So we have some unique matchups here. So we're going to start with the west side of the bracket where we see the Invisible Man coming against the uh, just an icon of horror, Jason Voorhees. Of course, Jason Voorhees is top seed. And Invisible Man actually came as a dark horse here. He was lower in the rankings coming in the 12th seed. Um, he's coming on to face probably one of the most insurmountable forces in horror history. So I think at this point we're going to Rochambeau to see who gets the high seed, who gets the low seed. So let's go for it, guys. Oh, Adam, you are taking the high seed. So that means that, Josh, you must now defend the Invisible Man. You're on the clock. This is weird because Adam's had the Invisible Man the last, the last two rounds. He has I unique advantage. I couldn't be happier to give him off. <laughs> I love the Invisible Man. I, I, I'm going to buy a shirt. So <laughs> to play off of what was already said for the Invisible Man, he is he has genius-level intelligence. Beyond genius intelligence, yes. yeah. He the invisibility thing is clutch here too because it doesn't matter. This is what was played up the whole time. You can't hit what you can't see. It's true. Jason, big, strong, fucking number one seed for the for the reason really, number one in your heart. One hundred and fifty one confirmed on screen kills. Mm. That's fine, but 
Has he ever killed somebody he couldn't see? That's uh, actually that's a great question. The answer is no. That's your argument. That you, you can't hit what you can't see. Strong argument. Chainsaw for a hand. Adam, <laughs> thanks for the tip in on this, Matt. The Invisible Man has to wear his stupid oh. glasses. So I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> it doesn't matter how big the Invisible Man's brain is or how smart he is. Once Jason hits him with that machete in that chrome dome, his brains are going to be splattered all over the boat dock at Crystal Lake, and it's over. I'm I'm actually glad you mentioned Crystal Lake though, because with there you go with genius level intelligence, past genius level intelligence. Yes, Jason's biggest weakness is water. That's fine. You can't so change the scenery, so you put us here. You can't change the scenery, but you put us at. Crystal Lake. It w- I was just saying he's going to scatter his brains on a boat dock. I, I feel like you did Lake. put him at Christmas. Well, you Lake. know what? Jason can't pick the venue, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Jason didn't pick the venue. <laughs> you did. Adam Bashline did. I think you made a critical error here. Yeah, no, I'd love to see what you're going to do with Crystal Lake. All you need to do is trap him in the water. Which has never worked in, what, 10 movies? Never worked. But has, has anybody with the fucking IQ of the Invisible Man tried? No, because they don't. They don't go camping. He has no idea what to do to campground. It's no. There's no test tubes. There's no. La- there's no Bunsen burners. What the fuck's he gonna do? Sit there and cry into his sunglasses till his head gets whacked off. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, there's water. He probably can't even swim. Fucking bookworm. Who the Vizzle man? Yeah, he probably can't even swim. I've never seen him swim, but I still think that's a viable, viable defense there from the Vizzle man. So yeah, the only one you got. Yeah, Adam. Jason, Jason Voorhees. I, I, I did. Rebuttal? On what? I just rebuttaled it. Oh, that, that no, was the, your rebuttal? The, the lake, the lake raid was his rebuttal, yeah. No, oh. the, the lake doesn't work. And, and and the Invisible Man has no camping experience. He has no outdoorsman <laughs> ship. <laughs> he, he, has no out- the, he never went the fucking REI. He's not, he's not an outdoorsman. <laughs> he doesn't do shit. Can he pop a tent? Probably not. Well, yeah, his pants. His I mean, he's a man. <laughs> you can't see it, though. So, I would say, Josh, if you... So... I'm going to give Josh a little bit of an of, of assist here to help him a little bit to make your argument a little harder, Adam. Okay? okay. So let's now say that you're going to use the newest iteration of the Invisible Man, which eliminates the weakness of the glasses. The new Invisible Man in the new, I think it's 2019 movie, has a refractory suit where uh, he's undetectable and his kills are brutal and you can't see him coming, and there's no weakness involved with his uh, invisibility. However, much like everything else invisible, he can be covered by things. Correct. So uh, as we saw in the movie, he was hit by a can of paint, and you could see him. Uh, it's also a cybernetic suit, so if you malfunction it, mm-hmm. it does collapse. So And it makes I, you look like shitty CGI. <laughs> it does. It, looks, it makes you look like that movie did a terrible fucking job at the box <laughs> office. So, Josh, I give you that. So you can approach this now with that iteration, the Invisible Man. I mean, it it still plays back to that you can't hit what you can't see on that because mm-hmm. yes, I did I did see the newest iteration yeah. of it, and it was I, terrible. I mean, I own it, unfortunately. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Comparatively, sorry, sorry yeah. Well, yes. Um, I mean, the the suit actually does somewhat play more of a detriment in the argument, and I will say I, I'll admit that mm-hmm. because, like you said, if you Damage the suit, you damage the yeah. capabilities of it. But how close do you get him to damage the suit, though? I mean, Correct. That's, yeah. So, I mean, because in the restaurant scene in the new movie, where he tracks down his ex-girlfriend. The best scene yeah, in the movie. Yeah, I loved this scene. And she's sitting there trying to run away and start her new life. 
Nope. I didn't know where this fucking butcher knife just across the throat. Yeah. So, you, so and no, and she got arrested. Yeah. Because nobody knew mm-hmm. that there was somebody else in the room. Thanks for the storyline. I'm it glad that cool. this guy's so scary smart. Yeah. But he can't get over his ex. Well, no, it's it's not. So the new one isn't super smart. He just has a better approach to invisibility. Yeah. He right. snuck into the jail cell to try to kill her. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear the recap of the movie that sucked. But he. <laughs> the, the kills Wait, were he good. tried to sneak into the jail and kill no, her? He no, did, he, he snuck oh, in he snuck and in. tried. And he, and he dispatched Wait, a bunch of. He tried or did kill her? He tried. He tried to. So he did, wasn't even she successful. Knew, she so he knew wasn't even successful. It was the suit. So he wasn't even successful against a woman who's not super strong and wears a hockey mask and wields a machete and was trapped in a prison cell. Jason Voorhees wins. All right. Well, I can't argue that. That's actually. I didn't even. I had a whole different (laughs) rebuttal until you just ruined your argument. I had a whole different. I I was going into like, well, there's campfires and that'll hit the suit and then Jason will know where he's at and then it's over. I don't even need that. He couldn't even kill this dumb dumb that was in a jail cell. I got to give it to Adam because he defeated two iterations of the Invisible Man. (laughs) Despite the fact we tried to team up and tried to do it together. I mean, and the kill count, 151 to 6. You have that invisibility and you can only kill six people. Yeah, and even with that psychopathic rage. So uh, we're going on to the east side of the bracket. And we have Mr. Ash Williams as the underdog and Mr. Michael Myers coming in as the uh, the second seed overall. So it, it... comes to my attention that Adam has to defend Mr. Ash Williams while Josh has the pretty, I want to say, easy job of defending the shape, uh, Michael Myers. So, Adam, um, I'd like to hear how you would uh, have Mr. Ash Williams take out the King of Halloween. He has a chainsaw for a hand. Yeah. Strong argument. I'm conceding. He shut the fuck <laughs> No, uh, he's well. He does have a chainsaw for a hand. He uses firearms, yes. which Freddie doesn't. So Freddie doesn't. Freddie can't even get close. Michael enough to Myers. Use that. Michael oh. Myers. You had you had Freddie cornered, but unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, that still works. Uh, Michael Myers doesn't use firearms either, um, and he has a butcher knife. So you're not going to get within range before that boomstick hits you. Yeah, and you lost your ability to just. Sit back up. You're going to take damage now, Mike. I'm sorry. Uh, you're going to take a lot of damage. Yeah. I think Ash Williams is just uh, more clever, more skillful. All the weaknesses that Freddie had in the last round against Michael Myers, Ash Williams doesn't have that. He's in the real world. He's been a real boy the whole time. Yeah. And he's still a killer. Yeah. And you can shop smart. S smart. <laughs> Josh, Michael so, Myers. So that's where Ash Williams loses it for me is – He's been a real boy the whole time because there's nothing special outside of that chainsaw for the arm. You take away the chainsaw for the arm, he's just a normal human dude with average intelligence. Mm, Michael Myers. He's pretty smart. I mean, if we're going to go intelligence, Michael Myers is just... There's he's a, been in a psycho. Yeah, he's been in a psycho hospital since he was like five. Yeah, correct. He's an idiot. He can barely tie his shoes. <laughs> he needs driven to the mental hospital. Literally, that's I, fine. But I will say this though: he's, he's very artistic in the newer movies where he makes his own masks. Yeah, sure. And is. he doesn't fear. Ash Williams doesn't fear art projects. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael Myers still has that high pain tolerance, so he can take the hits that Ash Williams is dealing out. He's still strong. He's still stealthy. He still has all that stamina. You, he's got the knife. You take away the arm. He, 
Ash Williams has his G.I. Joe bag of tricks, but once you take away the arm, before he can even get to his bag of tricks, Mike, Michael Myers is already in his face. He's got to get close enough to cut his arm off past that shotgun blast. Mm-hmm. Which is a double barrel shotgun double from S Smart. It's going to blow him back. So, <clears throat> rebuttal? He's got it. That's that was it. You get, Sorry, I don't even wait for the rebuttal. Cha- chainsaw. He's got the shotgun. No, <laughs> Cha- he's just shotgun. Got the shotgun. Shotgun. And he's smarter. Okay. Shotgun. So and stealth, stealthy sneaking. None of that. It's not going to work. Okay. On. Uh, that's a big. That's a big over. He's probably closing in on three bills. Yeah. He's not being sneaky. Yeah. He's lumbering. Ash is going to hear it. Mm-hmm. Those babysitters were high as fuck. They didn't know what was coming. A few of them quite were quite high. But he yeah. he you, he could be close to three bills. He's still sneaky. He yeah, to a babysitter. lumber around. He's stealthy. He'll he'll come up behind Ash Williams. Here's what I'm gonna say. So, I've seen Michael Myers take several gun blasts uh, to his body and come back. I haven't seen a lot of deadites take a shotgun blast and come back. Now, that's not to say that Ash has had an easier time killing over 60 of these deadites while Michael Myers had an easy time killing all these babysitters because they're very quick. Teenage girls are fast. They just run. You know, I mean, he's, he's really got, he's got to really work here. I, I would, I would say that Adam, your idea where Michael Myers isn't stealthy is inaccurate. Cause I think Michael Myers is very stealthy, but I think that his stealthiness well, is, yeah, he's, he's real stealthy where there's, when there's loud music blaring and everybody's screaming at a horror movie and blah, 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 blah. I feel like you're not giving him enough credence in, in his ability I'm to stock. Him, I'm giving him credence to eat a shotgun show, yeah, which he will. But I think that Michael Myers has the ability to come back from a shotgun blast. Yeah, isn't that I guess that's not. They never did establish that supernatural, huh? No, fuck, no, they didn't. Um, no, keep trying. So, <laughs> in a toss-up, and I love Ash Williams. I can't do it. I want Necronomicon versus Necronomicon in the finals. And that's what you're going to get because <laughs> Ash Williams takes this one because I feel that at this point Michael Myers has been almost defeated by a. Aging Jamie Lee Curtis, Activia is not helping her. With a shotgun. With a shotgun. That might have been a rifle. With a single barrel shotgun, by the way, which Ash brings a double barrel from S-Smart, Shop Smart, S-Smart. I think that Ash Williams has a fucking chainsaw for a hand, as well as a bag full of G.I. Joe tricks. And, as Adam said, he brings a Necronomicon with him. Um, it's it's something along the line. Like it's, it's, it's paranormal to a certain degree, but Ash Williams has been alive for as long as he has been because he's defeated the evil dead so i'm gonna give it to ash williams uh in a in a major upset here and also not because i'm biased at all because i love uh, bruce campbell uh it's we're coming down to the finals here and this is where it's very difficult because you have the supreme king of killing jason Voorhees, taking on the savior of our earth Ash Williams, as he's proven on several occasions. Yes. So let me let me throw this idea out to you. Okay. Because I've Why covered. Not change it at the end. I've covered all of my notes. Yes. So I will tell you. Yes. That going into the finals, regardless of who I get. Yes. It's not going to be great. Okay. Why don't you argue for your favorites? Nope. I think that's fair. Nope. I think it's fair. Nope. I, I love. I think it dumps on the segment. The segment's been him judging the whole fucking way through. He's getting final say anyway. I will say there Ash. was one that I judged, or that I judged. 
Yeah, and I don't even remember why, but that was stupid. Visible man. I defended him greatly. Still lost. No, there I was did one take... he took the judge on. I can't remember. Yeah, he no, was the was invisible it. man. Yeah, and I was you Captain Spaulding. Captain Spaulding, because yeah. I couldn't remember shit about yeah. him. Hey, listen. I'm equipped to defend Ash. To uh, I didn't do no research, and I'm doing this well, so. Just because you ran out of research. <laughs> you that's know a, the movie's better than That's I. a fair statement. That's, that's so, this out there. and that's why I want to give Josh the advantage here. Josh, you can pick high seed or low seed to defend. I'll take Ash Williams. You don't have to do that. <laughs> this I'll isn't about honor. This is about winning. <laughs> There's no bets on this. Okay. I'll take Ash Williams. Okay, so we have Jason Voorhees, the pinnacle of the mama's boy, taking on El Savior of our planet Earth, Ash Williams, deadite murderer extraordinaire. Josh, please tell me why Ash Williams takes this fight i mean at this point do i need to say it he's got a fucking chainsaw for fucking an arm chainsaw for a fucking <laughs> arm guys yeah you you can't use it in your last argument for him and take it away i mean you tried to <laughs> yeah that was and you see how it worked yeah Tur- turn about is fair play <laughs> oh how the turns of table <laughs> so you're you're right. He he is more intelligent when it comes to the weapon weapon weaponry. Um, you you sound like uh, DJ Kali when you try to say jewelry, <laughs> girly, and another one, and another one. <laughs> but I mean, I've I've played on it this whole time, and I I can't get over it because when I was looking into him, mm-hmm. it, that's kind of where I was like, oh fuck, yeah. Like, this dude's got he's badass. Got some game because yeah. he's got a chainsaw for a chainsaw for a fucking yeah. arm. Like I was, there's no arguing against that. He has full control in that thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he he is he's killed many a deadite even now uh, in his new his new series uh, that has been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam, I mean. Jason Voorhees is the more prolific killer. He has more than double the kills of Ash. It's true. And if you look back in the brackets, you just undid yourself because Jason Voorhees beat a man even more prolific with the chainsaw who has two arms. So bye-bye, Ash. You shouldn't have taken him in the finals, Josh. Jason Voorhees already killed Leatherface. He can't kill Leatherface and then not kill Ash. Okay. Rebuttal? I mean, that's a fair argument. <laughs> that that's, that's a fair argument. However, the intelligence yes. plays a role here. Thank you, Christ, for bringing when, that back. When you had Jason versus Leatherface, you had Dum Dum versus Dum Dum. Accurate. You have Dum Dum versus at least average, if not. Yeah, above a, average, average intelligence. intelligence here. It's above average intelligence, I would say, because like, he's constructing prosthetics. He's he's a, yeah, he's an engineer. He's, he's got it. Yeah. And he works at S Smart. Shop Smart. He's got a fucking shotgun and tattoos are going to And And being an engineer, he could construct, I don't know, maybe a water tank. Yeah, he's not that smart. I wouldn't say he's Yeah, he can't just make water. <laughs> nice swing, buddy. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think, like, you're. Your high school education and working at a Kmart ripoff for uh, trademark purposes. How dare you? Gives you the qualifications <laughs> to beat Jason motherfucking Voorhees. 
uh, I think the chainsaw arm slows him down again, uh, and Jason pounces, and and it's over. So we look back in the bracket here. We see Jason Voorhees killing Edward Scissorhands. Which was we, a walk in the park. He didn't even take damage in that match. He, he was fresh yeah. as a daisy going in against he crushed Leatherface. Him. And he went in against Leatherface, and he had a match. We had to debate that one for a second. Yeah, that was a Haas battle. That was a Haas battle. Um, and then uh, Jason Voorhees dispatched the Invisible Man, uh, which is another formidable foe. We go back. We look at Ash Williams. He's taking out some supreme talent here. He did kill Art the Clown, who we know to be a sinister force in killer history already. Terrifier 2 is already uh most anticipated sequel uh, of 2021. Uh, then he went on to kill the most notorious doctor in horror movie history, aside from the reanimator, uh, which I'm donning that shirt today in honor of him. Uh, he did kill Hannibal Lecter, and then he killed... Michael Myers. So he's, I will say this, Ash Williams did not come from nothing. He came from a little bit of something. He got further than I expected him to. He got and further, he deserved it. And he deserved it. And I think at this point you have intelligence going against the immovable object. And this is a hard one for me to say. And it's hard for me to say this out loud. I mean, Roman Reigns did just retire Daniel Bryan. He did. <laughs> Daniel Bryan to AEW confirmed. I might get fired from my job, but Ash Williams takes this fight. I'm going to fucking kill <laughs> Ash Williams takes this fight because... He's your favorite. <laughs> chainsaw not for an arm. <laughs> He's got a chainsaw for a fucking arm. Here's my justification for this. Now, at some point when you see Ash Williams taking on several different people, and he also has a comic book series where he does kill some of the most iconic horror movie icons of all time. That is something that Jason Voorhees was actually written into, and he was also killed at the hands of Ash by the use of some of the most uh, uh, engineer-esque ide ideas that Josh stated. And I wouldn't have said that if Josh didn't state it. But he didn't state all that. He said that he was very smart and an engineer. But not that he fucking owns people. That's why I didn't want to go against you in the final round. Yeah, because I would have fucking murdered you. He didn't say any of that. He, he didn't know any of that. He already declared the winner. That's why he's so, doing it now. Ash Williams is king shit. Thank you so much, Ash Williams, for bringing back my childhood memories. I love you so much. For and facts not brought up in the debate. Collusion. This was fixed. Roger Goodell levels of... <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point we have uh, Josh and I are going to be free agents for breweries now. So if you want to pick us up, uh, we we both know how to clean stuff. So if you want to <laughs> pick us up, you killed off all my best selling beers. I mean, best uh, award winning beers. Yeah. Well, now you can make an Ash Williams one. You, yeah. Oh uh, man. What yeah. can we do with Boomstick? Yeah, there's a lot of things. Chainsaw for an arm. Chainsaw for an arm. Chainsaw for an arm. We can make like a triple or something, like brutal as shit. We don't have a name for this one today yet. Oh, well, there you go. So, Chainsaw. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for going through all these horror icons. I can't wait to do this again uh, when we get closer to Halloween. And I think next time we might add the paranormal aspect into it and bring some of those heavy hitters like Pinhead, Pumpkinhead, other kinds of head. Uh, we'll bring it all in. Yeah. Look at me like that, baby. Uh, <laughs> we are we are going to do I want Jason to come back and he can he can because we'll bring the paranormal aspect into the fighters so we have time we can make this bracket even more fun so thanks again guys and also too I love you Bruce Campbell I'm sorry Adam but I had to pick yeah, him <laughs> I see where this bracket was going from the beginning now but I had fun yeah it. as soon as so I picked real, real secret yeah that's why I chose actual ones you're so smart you're a very smart man <laughs> You, you, you saw the glint in my eye, glint in my eye. 
Uh, so going on to something else here where I think we all could, uh, you know, kind of lose ourselves in is, uh, you know, zombies are a common staple in horror, horror movies, uh, horror lore. And we've seen them uh, be used to bring light to social issues, highlight the flaws of humanity, and sometimes just bring a shit ton of gore and blood, which I like all those different avenues. Uh, so no matter how you like them, fast, slow, unkillable, full rage, or just hoarding up to ensure they swarm your survivalist camp, the thought of real zombies is not often given as much credit as it should be. However, we've seen real-life iterations of zombies, right? I mean, we've seen guys smoke bath salts and eat each other. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Florida... Uh, that's, looking at you. Yeah, looking at you, buddy. Uh, there's a lot of that going on down there. Uh, but we also see it uh, in a more prolific nature in the, in the animal kingdom where I, mean, I think we've all read about the zombie ants uh, being infected with parasites, mm -hmm. mind-controlling fungi, and as I read, uh, sex zombie frogs, which don't – I mean, it's – I read it. You don't have to. And I'll just say yeah, like – I've read about that before. Too. Yeah. Uh, basically, if anyone wants to know – it's all it is is that the parasites get into the frogs and the parasites drive the frogs to proliferate their infection rate and they all just get into huge frog orgies and then they just spread the parasite and it's it's disturbing and I wish I wouldn't have spent that hour reading that article because um, I can't ever come back. So the animal world has been taken over and we have to think humankind can't be that far behind. So. Despite the bracket not working out for you, Adam, and despite the bracket, oh, in spite of the bracket working for Josh, I want to ask you guys, could you please tell me, one, what's your favorite zombie movie? Why is it your favorite? And then you have to assemble a team of five, including yourself, that gives you the best chance to survive in that zombie world. And lastly, do you think you can actually survive even with an all-star team by your side? In the zombie world, of yeah. Movie? Okay, mine still works. That's fine. Yeah. I didn't get. I, that's. I like that even better. Actually. So, Adam, since you unfortunately fell in defeat, you get to go first. I'm so ready for this, though. Yes, because I uh, love zombie movies um, and love them even more. Walking Dead kind of yes, eh, or like saturated my zombie yeah. love. Uh, now I've fallen off a little bit, but my favorite zombie movie is Dawn of the Dead, mm -hmm. both the original. And the remake. Yeah. Uh, George A. Romero classic. A mm -hmm. uh, little bit of a homer filmed at Monroeville Mall. Yeah. So, um, but I really liked it because it was, it was very brutal. Um, Night of the Living Dead, a little slow. Do you uh, know what other movie was filmed in Monroeville that is, is horrifying? Um, Zach, Zach and Mary make a porno. Because <laughs> you get to see Seth Rogen fuck somebody <laughs> on camera. <laughs> it's a team and it is the uh, Monroeville zombies. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Throwback. Okay, sorry to interrupt your awesome. I knew you were going. Yeah, <laughs> great um, minds. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, not only does it get a little more action packed, a little more brutal uh, in both iterations, the remake and the original, but especially the original, the practical effects were great, amazing, and like, yeah, way ahead of their time. Um, but in addition to it just being a gory, awesome zombie horror movie, a lot of those in that day of night of dawn of the mm. dead series, there was also a social commentary yes. about them. So for Dawn of the Dead, it was about uh, consumerism. Yes. It was about putting material things uh, in front of important things in the world, yeah. um, putting materialistic possessions in front of seeing what's on the news, seeing the violence in other places. When you have it good, you just kind of block out yes. the bad. So that's why that was my favorite movie. It was a little bit smarter than um, – there wasn't really much before it, but it was smarter than what came after it. Mm -hmm. 
So my team of five. Oh, I'm excited here to hear about go. this. Yeah. Uh, so I have to be included. <laughs> yes. So I will self-admittedly be the weak link of my team with <laughs> nothing to offer. I want to say that I think we all can agree that we are the weak links yeah. in our teams. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I can't wait to hear Josh's. Have, uh, do you have someone you can push in front of the zombies? That <laughs> I, have, I have nothing to offer. Um, so I went very fictional, all fictional characters in my nice. team here. Homer so, Simpson. Very <laughs> not that fictional. Uh, first of the first, we need somewhere to hold up. We need somewhere that has some weaponry, has some technology, so we can maybe get through this. So my first pick is Bruce Wayne. Nice. We are hitting the Batcave. It's nice and secure. We have some technology. We have security surveillance there. And he's got money. So we got we got vehicles. Yeah. I think it's a strong choice second we have herbert west oh the doctor from reanimator yes um i think if somebody gets injured he can help he's also a biologist and maybe he can help cure this thing um if any of us get injured maybe he can reanimate our limbs you know maybe 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 he helps us survive yeah so that's my second he can also reanimate your head to do cunnilingus if you get detached yeah watch the movie people if you haven't watched (laughs) the movie that's out of place for me to say it but jesus christ watch that movie uh so that's number three for our fourth member of the team we need a badass and there is nobody more badass more trained more military skilled than rambo oh nice so rambo hanging in the oh man and just me hanging in the bat cave with That's rambo dope. man you know what I, I will bring some beers so we'll, yeah. we'll have a good you time you do have a skill set yeah um so yeah rambo in there just to be our killing machine and there our kind of our tactical guy and then for our fifth member we needed somebody that even if rambo can't pull it off this women this woman can yeah and it's rogue from the x-men oh dude because, what a pick because one she's cute as hell what about jubilee uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that's in josh's pick to throw yeah, the zombie, throw the zombie. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah i mean superpowers strong smart. as hell not hard on the eyes yeah. and she can fly so, smart pick man there we go. that's my Damn. my fictional fantastic five so do you think with that team that you can survive the zombie apocalypse Mm, the dawn of the dead apocalypse the original yes the remake they got a lot faster yeah they're faster and uh, stronger. so i would say yeah. uh the original uh the original movie yes the 2004 re-adaptation Ooh. we're probably gonna die yeah i think the 2004 adaptation it was a little more bleak yeah yeah I un- it also helps because i'm changing the complete location from a shopping mall to the bat cave so yeah which is awesome yeah i would kind of gives know. us the leg up we might be able to survive them both i don't know yeah. to gotta talk food, to Bruce about that and then you gotta kill somebody that's true that's true sorry adam you're first uh <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like who are we gonna kill first Get he's drinking up. all the beer <laughs> <laughs> he brought it he won't quit drinking it <laughs> josh okay so i'm actually glad because my list played in more to like the movie that I'm picking, yes, than like a team that I would actually take, okay. Because, admittedly, the whole zombie genre wasn't necessarily something I was keen on. Yeah, I'm more like your psychological thrillers and stuff like that. I like oh, the which horror is cool. genre. Yeah, I like, but if I'm going down that yeah. path, it's the psychological thrillers. Like mm-hmm. I actually somewhat enjoyed the new adaptation of invisible man yeah. because of the psychological aspect of it yeah um a lot of so, domestic violence in that one 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, good lord. Um, Josh I, is a fan. Yeah, Josh is a fan of yeah. domestic violence. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I like your old school zombie movies, like the Dawn of the Dead and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but I also like to mix in some comedy with my stuff. Mm-hmm. So for my for my movie, I was picking Zombieland. Small. Oh, so smart. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I built my team based off of that. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, You'll like my pick then too. <laughs> you're, uh, okay. So as I know Adam knows, pretty sure you know that yeah. I, I do a lot of online gaming. Yes. No. Which I do a lot of Call of Duty zombies. For, pe- for people who listen to this podcast, I think they all know. Fair. Too. <laughs> they, they can catch the smoke. Knives um, only. <laughs> so fun. Um. I do a lot of the zombies mode now, and that's that's kind of where I'm at. And I do it a lot with just me and my girlfriend log in, mm-hmm. shoot some shit, talk, get off, go to bed. Okay. Um. So my number one choice, because her and I work well as a team in the video game, I'm going to play off that we work well as a team in Zombieland. I'm picking my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. My second pick is that's, actually... That's really sweet. Yeah. I said too. <laughs> I'm not picking my wife. <laughs> um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> my second pick, because I knew I was basing off of Zombieland, it put me in the mindset for this one. I'm picking Woody Harrelson's character in Zombieland. Very smart. Not Woody Harrelson, but I'm picking His Tallahassee. Char- yeah, Tallahassee, yeah. Because... He paints threes on everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he has the downfall of always looking for that fucking Twinkie. Yeah, just like you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but... He's ingenuitive. Yes. In the way that he tries to kill the zombies. Okay. Like he he finds it a, a game almost. Okay. So that's that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. The reason I said I'm not the weakest link on my team, for some reason I don't know why, I'm bringing my ex-wife along. Smart, because you had to feed the zombies something to get distance between yourself and the horde. Correct. Smart. Smart. She's Smart completely play. the bait. That's not what I thought you were going to pick for bait. Can I say what I thought you were going to pick for bait? Fair. Bob Nutting. I thought you would have picked Bob Nutting. Can I? No, Bob Nutting is a, is already a zombie. Can I say oh. in my completely fictional team build? Yeah, I had a bait guy who is awesome. Yeah, Forrest Gump. Because you, you didn't run. run. <laughs> I was running. I even have AIDS. If they eat me, they get AIDS. <laughs> I love you, Jenny. <laughs> but I went with. Uh, he got replaced by Rogue, which was a much stronger choice. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm throwing my ex-wife in there. I'm, okay. Hey, go ride that ride. You're chumming. Yeah. You're chumming, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had some ideas, like, looking into some things, but I did. I really didn't want to pick somebody that I didn't know the storyline behind. Okay. Um, like, Daryl from Walking Dead was on my list, but I never yeah. really watched The Walking Dead yet. It's definitely on my list. Just haven't made it. Uh, made you it. have like 15 seasons. I know. Yeah. And they get really shitty after like season five. Yeah, it's oh, like. Perfect. So I have five seasons. <laughs> yeah, you have five Great. seasons and you can skip like four of them and then you can get back in. Is it good again now? I just. I like it. Watching. I mean, I just. I mean, I, I figure think... I'll binge it. At, Netflix, baby. So, next, next pandemic. Yeah. So for my fourth pick, I really wanted to, wanted to play on something here. And, you know, if I'm going down. Yeah. I'm going down in the lap of luxury. Okay. Becky Lynch. Come okay. On down. So you're just picking all women. Well, what Tallahassee? Are you have? Oh, 
Me and Tallahassee. You got and Tallahassee it. just having a harem. Yeah. Of, well, one's getting fed to zombies. I guarantee she picks Woody Harrelson over you. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to be a betting man. <laughs> I mean, she might pick my girlfriend. That's true, too. I mean, you are already taken in this scenario. You yeah. really fucked up your fantasy. Oh. oh, no, no. She's invited. What's your, what's, your, what's your next picture? <laughs> no, that's no, it. That's that it. it. Please, Matt, go ahead. Oh, gosh. Oh, wait, no. Are you making it through can, with that team? Can you survive with that team? In the zombie land In the zombie world? land world? Yeah. Okay. If okay. if Woody Harrelson, <laughs> okay. Jesse Eisenberg, no, Emma no, Stone. No, 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 you don't no, have no, Jesse no, no, Eisenberg. No, 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 on your team. I know. This is what I'm saying. Okay. If, they, if, if they can do it. If Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, and the I, I other girl. The yeah. Name, the little girl. <laughs> I don't know. Fanning? No, 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 no! no, no, no. no. I, fr- I can't remember. She was in Zombie Movie. Though. Dakota Fanning was in in Zombie Movie. If they're making it through, yeah, I feel that this team can. Yeah, I think you get carried. I think Becky Lynch is going to be your badass. I think that Woody. Harrelson, I think she's the only one surviving. Yeah, she she's the badass of your group for sure. Abigail Breslin, by the way. Thank you, okay. Abigail Breslin. Uh, sorry, Abigail. I didn't mean to disrespect you, but you're like bottom billing in that. Like, no, a- he's, no, Jesse Eisenberg. I wanted to get eaten the whole movie. I well, yeah, but I think at that point, Jesse Eisenberg was already established as a pretty premier. Well, yeah, he was uh, the actor. Yeah, he not was personal. The, he was the, and he was the leading man. in that. Yeah, movie, yeah. So. absolutely. But accurately named after a place in Ohio. So. Well, there you go. That just lets you know. Uh, <laughs> so for me, uh, my, my pick for the zombie world that I want to live in is Shaun of the Dead, because I feel that. Shaun of the Dead has slow-moving zombies, dumb-moving zombies, and they're in the UK, uh, which if you guys don't know anything about the UK in comparison to American roadways and like infrastructure and stuff, it's more wide open. So you have the ability to find a place to hold up a little easier than you would if you were like in a city like New York or even Pittsburgh. So for you, I was between you picking probably two. And then when I figured out that we had to survive in the environment, I knew you were picking Sean. Yes. Because the other one I thought you might pick is 28 days later. So that was actually on my brain. Uh, I do love 28 days later, but I would get fucking murked. I know we love that movie. Yeah. Oh dear God. That was my second place. Yeah. I would get killed day one. Like if I woke up in the hospital bed, I'd be. Well, they're the yeah, most brutal zombies. Absolutely. Uh, so for me, uh, the of course I'm going to pick Simon Pegg as, as my as my first guy because uh, he lives in that universe. He knows that universe. He survived that universe. He made it to the other side of that universe. You wouldn't need a map. N- no, he knows where he's going. He knows where he's going. Uh, and we also see of all the movies we're picking here. Mine is the only one that comes with finality. So there is a, a recourse of taking back over the United Kingdom uh, at the end of that movie. So I can actually see the light at the end of the tunnel with my team. So And I want Simon Pegg to be on that team. So that's number one. And they hang out in a bar for and a large majority. Grab a pint and wait till this whole thing blows over. Yep. Uh, what's, what's, what's the name of that place? Uh the, the the shotgun. It's not the shotgun. There's a shotgun above the ca- the thing. Right. Uh, the internet sleuths will tell me later. Keep going. I'll uh, look it up for you. So the second pick I have here is uh, Mila Jovovich's character uh, from Resident Evil because Alice was a badass and she can carry anybody through anything. Mm, yeah. And to play off that too, Michelle Rodriguez in that movie, uh, absolutely. She dies a bunch of times, but Jesus Christ, man, she's a badass too. She takes no shit. Um, and then. Uh, Playing off my love of things that I, I have nostalgia for, I want to pick Dolph Lundgren. I think Dolph Lundgren is the badass you need, uh, especially Dolph Lundgren, like, you know, Rocky, Dolph Lundgren, like Rocky IV, um, just chiseled badass, can't be broken, uh, you know, aside from when Rocky Boba finally started to kick his ass. Um, but I think with those people uh, and knowing that there's an end to it, I think I can survive. Am I the weak link? 
Absolutely, but I think there's a run to last between me and Simon Pegg. Yeah, you could probably outrun him if it gets into a yeah. situation but where he, you're yeah. trying to beat a zombie. But hit him with that cricket bat, though, man, he's he's a he's he is a brutal brutal artist with that cricket bat. So I think that, yeah, in in if I had a chummer, if I had someone that I had to bring on to chum to somebody like Josh brought My on wife too. I bring Josh's ex-wife with me <laughs> and use her as chum for, for the zombies. Oh, fuck. Uh, you can email us at gmail.com and tell us how you feel about that one. Uh, so, going on to more zombie news. <laughs> so, so, just to answer your question from earlier on, yeah. it's not the shotgun, but it is the Winchester. The Winchester. Yeah. We'll go to the Winchester, get a pint, and we this whole thing blows over. And then everybody fucking dies except for Simon Pegg and his girlfriend, I think it's Beth. Um, yeah, so there was, there was an end to that one, but calling back to some incredible horror movie icons, I think Adam, you said it earlier with Mr. George A. Romero, God rest his soul. Um, he filmed a lot of different movies throughout his time and some of them are starting to be uncovered. So, uh, a movie titled the amusement park has been found and it's been restored and it's coming to shutter on June 8th. Uh, my understanding here is that Bloody Disgusting was able to break this news first. So thank you, Bloody Disgusting, for that. And also, uh, Shudder put out a synopsis where this is a, a, a film that's 46 years old uh, and is restored to be in uh, current uh, formatting. So it'll be crisp and clean for you to watch. Now, this is not like Romero's other movies where we see very heavy zombie influence. But this one, uh, the synopsis has an elderly man facing the grim realities of aging in America. Tragedy, humiliation, disorientation, and isolation are thrown at the lead character with the use of overwhelming crowds, roller coasters, and more, which plays back into the title of The Amusement Park. This film is heralded as Romero's most imaginative endeavor, which makes an alluring snapshot in all of his future artistic capacity in all the zombie movies we've come to love today. Yeah, it really like kicks off that social commentary that he yeah. had throughout all his films, whether it was horror or his less successful other endeavors. Yeah. And, and how about, too, like, you know, in his later years, he actually faced some of these things when he was aging. Like, his estate was fought over and, right. you know, people that had, uh, quote, unquote, his best intentions in mind um, did not really do him any justice a la Stan Lee. You know, uh, they kind of had the same path until their end, unfortunately. So, you know, I'm excited to see this movie and I support anything that comes from the Romero estate aside from his dipshit family it tries to, you know, take over everything that he's ever worked for. Um yeah, thanks for whoever yeah. at Shudder like yeah. found this and restored it. Wow. Shudder, too, for putting the money on it. That can't be cheap. No. So kudos to Shudder. I will be tuning in June 8th to watch that movie um, just because I love Romero. And I also love social commentary, horror movies. Um, you know, I think this one's going to fall in line with, like, Get Out or, you know, or, like, the Dawn of the Dead. You know, we're going to see some pretty brutal um, social issues put in our face. We're going to have to deal with it. Um, you know, and aging in America isn't easy. You know, you get to a certain age and people just forget about you. Um, and there's nothing really to support you. So I want to see how Romero took that and put it into what he, he makes just brutal movies. So I want to see what he can do with it. So moving into lighter fare, we did a lot of horror stuff today. So we have some questions. We have some emails. So you guys, uh, this one's more for you guys really. Uh, how many bowls of Cinnamon Toast Crunch would you eat with shrimp tails in it? Indefinite. Indefinite amount yeah, of bowls? The whole box. You would yeah. just keep going? Yeah, you just like kind of 
eat it. I'd around. eat it more carefully. Yeah, yeah, I'd eat it. I, I, yeah, could, I mean, if you crunch into one, what, you just spit it off. <laughs> like, I eat enough chicken wings out every once in a while. Yeah. I get a little, you know, chip of bone in there. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, you can see the shrimp tail in the bowl. Yeah. And you d- you're pouring it out, that's fine. And you right. just go for it. I'm picking it out, moving it to the side, pouring my milk. Okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not deterring me. Well, no. follow up. How If you were told you had to eat a bowl of uh, cookie crisp to get to a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch, would you do it? I'd eat a box of cookie crisp to get one bowl of cinnamon toast crunch because the award is worth the punishment okay i might need to eat a box for just one cinnamon toast crunch like one like, one cube of it yeah just one cube oh that's a little fun yeah the I'll one honest, person had a realistic I, view of that i will i will shit <laughs> I was on exact, cookie. I, i'll shit on cookie crisp all day long because of how waxy it is however <sighs> when you stack it up against cereals it's it ain't no smacks no, Smacks, Smacks is dope is as shit. Worst. Smacks is dope as shit, it's man. It's not the worst. I love Smacks. Oh, I will Smacks I will gladly eat some cookie crisp to get to that cinnamony goodness of cinnamon toast. What crunch. was the post version of Smacks that was awful with the bear on it? Oh, uh Golden Grams. G- no, 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 not Golden Grams. It was golden something. Though. Oh, Golden Piss. I mean, it was terrible. It was, awful. It was really That's like, the one I'm thinking of. Smacks Smacks was okay. I like Smacks. Uh, but yeah, the whatever the fucking post one was. I just it, remember a bear on the bus. Ugh, it was yeah, disgusting. I, it was golden something. Back yeah, here. speaking of golden showers, uh, who wins in a boxing match, Jensen Carp or Jake Paul? Well, we know it's going to be on Thriller, so uh, I'm not going to watch Thriller. It. Thriller, sorry. Put respect on their yeah, fucking name. <laughs> uh, I mean, Jake Paul's probably knocking him the fuck out, but the real loser in the fight is whoever pays to watch it. Yeah, well, I will say this. Jensen Carp was able to knock up Danielle Fischel, so he knows how to do something, right? Yeah. No comment. No. Garbage. <laughs> I would love to see uh, I would love to see that fight go down, and Jensen Carp somehow takes... Uh, it's a long game. Somehow he takes this fight and actually knocks Jake Paul out, and somehow he gets talked into fighting Francis Ngannou and just gets his fucking face rearranged. I would love that. It was Golden Crisp, by the way. Oh, That's what it was. fuck that. So you weren't far off. Yeah. So so Jensen Karp is getting trained by Floyd Money Mayweather for this boxing match. Oh, that's, oh speaking of that, do you see that like whole Jake Paul? Got like, your hat? Got your hat. Well, you, you saw how it started, though, right? I, it, w- he I, went up to the stage and started untying his shoes. Yeah, it's childish. It's so exactly childish. He's been banned from the fight, though. Thank goodness. Yeah. I don't need. I don't need him anywhere near anything legitimate anymore. I yeah, mean, it's, I really wanted to see because Floyd during that was like, "Fuck it, I'll fight them both in one night." Yeah, and, and I, I really wanted to see yeah, that. I would love to see that. Um, Floyd's so, looking old though. Floyd's yeah. looking old, but he's Jesus Christ, he looks like he's still in the neck oh, down. He still looks in great shape. shape. Yeah, just yeah. you can see a little bit of age on the face. Yeah, he's getting there. Uh, I can't wait to see him go fifty-one. No, I was going to say for being in fifty-one boxing, well, fifty, soon yeah. to be fifty-one. His face ain't looking that bad. No, either. he looks good. <laughs> Man yeah. doesn't take a lot of. Punch. He got a, a beard transplant. I heard. Oh, that makes sense. That's why he's rocking that. Yeah. that look now. Yeah. I was going to say he he looked. Yeah. Different than what I remembered. Yeah, he's looking. He's yeah, he's looking more his age now, which is you know, I, as much as you know, he can be a polarizing figure. It's it's kind of hard watching people who are so prolific in their sport kind of age out, you know. But uh, again, too, I hope that Mr. Money Mayweather just destroys the whole Paul family and just take fight them all. Fight their dad too. I don't give a shit if all he's at even the same time three on one hand. Yeah, match. just destroy him. And then John Cena comes out and like, puts. Well, one. you won't know because you couldn't see him. Yeah, you can't see him. That's what. Another argument for the Invisible, the invisible Man. man. Yeah. Doesn't need sunglasses. You just can't see him. It's John Cena. Surprise. Can't, can't use that now. Can't use it now. Already <laughs> lost. Probably yeah. would have made it, pushed him to the final. I would have picked him at that point. 
So speaking of picking people, we got an email. What's up, boys? I, ha- I have had a boyfriend for over five years. He's exactly what I want, and we have grown closer during the pandemic, which is kind of a feat because that doesn't usually happen. I want to marry him, but he seems content to just stay in this Gene Simmons arrangement. And if you don't know what happened, Gene Simmons just kept his girlfriend around for fucking like 30 years before he finally popped the question to her. Uh, Do I pop the question to him or should I keep uh, waiting to see if he wants to whisk me off to San Diego for our honeymoon? Love and kisses. And I'm not going to say her name because that's not fair. So uh, basically she has a boyfriend for a really long time and she wants to marry him and he won't do it. So... What does she do? That's that's tough. Uh, I haven't had a boyfriend even for a little bit, so I'm not you really have, sure. How you have two boyfriends. <laughs> you have two boyfriends, and you've professed love to both so of I those. Can't, I can't relate how she's feeling. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you want to force the guy into that situation. Uh, I think that's just starting everything off on the wrong foot. Might be time to reassess your options. Uh, not to sound too cliche, but maybe you do you for a little bit. And mm, yeah. And reassess your worth. You don't need to be yeah. counting on somebody else to make a move to make your life worth anything. So I can agree with that. Yeah. Go for it. I mean, I'm assuming for this that the conversation has at least come up. That's what I was hoping. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping yeah. that it's come if up. If not, you if need... not, that's where you start. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't. Have you can't. You can't just like ditch him blind. Yeah. Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. Like <laughs> I assume that too. Yeah. So if if the conversation has happened, I I agree. Like you know what you deserve it it's not common that the woman proposes to the man yeah it's very unconventional it is i'm i'm a person see this is tough because i'm a person i wear my wear my emotions on my sleeve yeah when it comes to my relationships with yeah i'm very open about how i feel about things and like talking about if there's an issue or where things are going and stuff like that so i can't imagine even being in this scenario. Okay. However, if the conversation has happened, you can try, mm-hmm. but understand like if that's where he's at mentally, mm-hmm. you might not be getting the answer that you expect. That's true. And I've yeah. always, I'm, I'm going to kind of sidetrack on it. I've always been confused in this situation. Yeah. Like even c- coming from a guy's perspective, if I ask you to marry me and you say no, does that effectively end the relationship? That's that is a brutal question to yeah, ask because I like, think it does. How do you how do you go back from do that? you do you not date somebody With for you? the intent of like this is what we do forever? Yeah, the, the intent yeah. is either marriage or, or break up. Yeah, get out of here because it's like it's that's the end game. It's it's marriage and life after marriage, and I I subscribe to that as well. Um, and I think too, I have to come back to something you guys both said that conversation better have taken place. Like you better have said like, Hey, like we've been doing this dance for a long time. Like, what do you think about doing the next thing? You don't even have to be like, when you marry me, just be like, nah, man, corner him. You gotta like, you gotta like shove him into a corner, like box him in. No, what you gotta do is you have to, you know, have that conversation if you didn't. And if you did, and this is where you're still at, then you need to be a little more direct about it. Like, because here's the thing. I, I mean, I don't know how old this girl is. Um, woman, uh, how old she is. I mean, it, if you're already, you know, cresting into your thirties and you're waiting for some guy to, you know, ask you what's up. I mean, I don't want to be cliche and old school, but you're kind of getting into, you know, older fare. Like you're, you know, if, if you're waiting that long, is it really worth waiting is, or are you okay with having the Gene Simmons arrangement? Yeah. Like, can you stomach that? Uh, and then go back to what Josh said. If 
he says no, is that it? Can you handle that being the end of your relationship? So I think it's kind of like you're hanging on the edge of futility in a certain degree. Like you have to find out where this is going. So he either wants to shit or get out the pot. And if he does, doesn't want it, then you need to find someone who, who does. And you can ask us to write your dating profile. Um, you know, just email us again with some of your demos at KNWTV at gmail.com. We'll write your dating profile for you. We do Tinder, we do match, we do all that stuff, grinder, whatever you want. Um, so I say, put your foot down to, you know, don't be like Adam said, don't be aggressive, but definitely stand your ground. You deserve it. Yeah, Don't be a pushover. Yeah. You deserve it. Uh, and speaking of what people deserve, everyone deserves some of the best brews in the Berg. So Adam, can you please tell the people what is on tap in the brew lab? Yeah, we have the Jojinator Orange Blossom Honey Double IPA on. It's a 9.3% double uh, that's available in bottle or in the tap room. We have the Mom Jeans Mimosa Ale for Mother's Day this weekend. It might be a little bit past that, but we will still have some on tap after Mother's Day. Um, just because it's for Mother's Day doesn't mean it'll be leaving anytime soon. That's a 6.8 uh, dry brewed ale with orange juice in it. Uh, and that is available in bottle and on tap. And then we have the Drunken Donut 6.4 Jelly Donut IPA that is available for probably a limited time only. I, th I don't see that one lasting too much. Longer. Yeah, that one's flying, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... So if you guys want to know what's going on in the brew lab, all you got to do is follow Adam and all of his wonderful scientific endeavors at bash underscore brew on all social media. You can also find him on untapped. And if you want to find out what's happening here in the Jojitorium, when it comes to the boys, just follow us at decay and WTV on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you want to support us, you can support the people who support us. So don't forget to go to our new sponsor. It's, uh, if you use our promo, it's smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB. Uh, you get 15% off of your order and you get to help us out so we can keep doing some fun shit for you and keep you guys interested. So uh, coming from the boys and a horrific hello and goodbye. Until next time, cheers. Cheers, cheers guys.